This is your host. I can't even remember what my name is. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just the guy that was asked to participate this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no. The, yeah, G- the... like GDQ has been like, it's been good. Um, like I liked my friend, one of my friends who... He doesn't play that many games, but he like we play Dota together. But he mm-hmm. loves when GDQ's on. Uh, and yeah. he's been messaging me, "Hey, you have to watch this run. This particular commentary is funny." Or they did a they did a bunch of great dad jokes <laughs> for yeah. this game. I was like, "Okay, yeah. perfect." There has like there has been some stuff. So like largely, I feel like it's it, it is missing something. It's missing that live presence. It's missing the you know the spontaneous chants and you know Dan- you need dancing dad. Yeah, it's missing Dance Dad, even though he's hanging out in, he's hanging out in chat. But like Wolfman two thousand saying stuff in in chat is, <laughs> is uh, is not the same as seeing Dance Dad on the camera at three in the morning. <laughs> Just doing the same same uh, movement, yeah, forever. That's amazing. That little like, His that little, little like thing. hands out, you know, <laughs> like a slow record scratch. Yeah, exactly. Um. It, it, it's missing that stuff. I'm I'm impressed and I'm happy that they've been able to make it work as well as they have because it does yeah, still feel like GDQ. That's what I was going to say is that I'm <laughs> I thought it was going to kind of be uh, I don't want to say a mess, but I thought it might have been a mess. And I, I it's assume not. they had uh, I assume they had a lot of the the stuff ironed out that would have made it a mess because they've been doing online events for a couple of months. I forgot they've, about I forgot that they do stuff all the time outside. Yeah, of they they've been do, they do hot that. fix. They do um they oh, do yeah, frame I fatales. I forgot about that. They they pretty much have there's events almost running. And, oh yeah, and they it's have not a, them. It's another it's another um maybe it's not GDQ, but I'm sure I bet you some of the tech people float around. Uh, so they they might even be helping with other events that aren't like on that on the GDQ channel because like you know other countries and stuff do different events and like there's a Zelda one a couple months ago and all kinds of stuff. So there's probably yeah. something every month isn't there and they do it online weekly. They have weekly they, wow. like they have weekly like they have a whole schedule of like stuff that's going on like every single week. They've got like different they got different shows like the main dudes like your the keys are on uh, Spike Vegeta. Uh, sumichu like a lot of the people who are like full-timers there Mm -hmm. like just actually do regular programming on the channel yeah i know they have like they have like a weekly speedrun challenge that they they i I did Mm -hmm. i forgot about that that's right because i do remember reading or watching they were playing i think it was when they were playing a hat in time or something this is i don't know when this was it was earlier this year and they had uh it was like a community thing too where hey why don't you play along with us or something right right yeah, so I mean, like That's they do cool, in in like they do GDQ like events. Like Frame Fatales is like the all is like the all female uh, speed running event, oh, and okay. they run that for like a few days, if not a whole week. And it basically is it's essentially run the same way as GDQ, where you they just have like back to back to back runners, mm-hmm. and that's all done online the same way as this. So like I felt like they know they they know enough what they're doing. Where like it wasn't going to be a complete breakdown, yeah, no, and it was just a question of like, were they going to be able to like capture the feel? And the weird thing is like, it doesn't feel the same, but at the same time, there's there's been stuff during this GDQ that has been unique to this format. Mm. So like, scent 
the guy that they have that does all the, the yeah. prize yep. stuff. The prize guy. Yeah, the prize guy. Um, he's literally like. I loved his. I I love his bits where because he's at his mom's. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's so really adorable. Yeah, he's doing all of his. He's doing all of his prize stuff from his mom's house, <laughs> yeah. and there's this like gaudy lamp on the on the uh, on the end table next to his chair. And everyone freaked out about it. So GDQ just made it an emote for the channel, <laughs> like made an emote of the lamp. And now whenever they I go over to scent, that. now whenever they go over to scent, the chat just fills up with like lamp spam emote. There, lamp there was emote one spam. where I, I wasn't sure if it was on purpose or not because I wasn't paying full attention, but it sounded like he was talking to his mom. I was like, oh, God, no, no, sorry. They're live. They're live. And then he had like this. He had like almost an awkward smile on his face i was like god i wonder if that's real or not because if it is that's really funny actually yeah 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 Yeah, it's and like they had their first uh they had their first vr run last night oh i missed it that's right shoot yeah they did uh they did half-life alex i didn't i only watched bits of it but but i feel like like it's not that they couldn't do a vr run at an in-person um at like an in-person They'd have to have a special room for it, though. Like, it wouldn't, it, I think it'd be really yeah. hard to do it in that room with all yeah, the people yeah, yeah. just because you'd have to have it set up before. I, I mean, but when no. you're throwing it out to people who are just doing it with their normal setups, like, yeah, it's I way feel easier. like if people can play on their normal, on their normal hardware, they can, you know, in their normal rooms, on their normal controllers, their normal setups. Yeah. You don't have like, like, I, there's a lot of stuff like that that I feel like has been facilitated by by doing it remote like this and it's been kind of cool there's also the issue of like you can schedule people because it's a 24 7 thing um you need people who are running at like three in the morning yeah but because people are just in their homes you can just get people from europe or from like Australia that's what i was about to say is that it's just their normal it's like the normal time of day for them yeah like they can fill the the 2 a.m 3 a.m 4 a.m slots but it's just normal business hours for them so I hope they actually did that. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they actually because I had that thought as well. And I was like, I really hope they did that for those people. I haven't I haven't watched um, <clears throat> I haven't watched any of the like overnight middle runs. of the I'll, night ones. Yeah, you've been I'll, I'll have to I'll have to catch up on them on YouTube. But but I feel like I feel like they could do that. And it's something that is like unique to this. Like, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't feel the same as a normal SGDQ, but it's it feels different in ways that are kind of interesting. And it's like, yeah. Hey, you know, like let's rather than think about what's missing from this GDQ, let's appreciate what is, what is happening in this GDQ that wouldn't normally be happening. Mm-hmm. Or like what's happening in this GDQ that is unique to this format. And there's, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of cool stuff like that. Yeah. How's the, do you know how the, how the donations have been? Uh, I was watching last night and there are like, like 700,000. Is that, I don't, I don't know. I never know what the pace is. I, I don't okay, think yeah, it's, I don't think they're going to like blow last year's total out of the water. Cause they made no. like three, they made like 3 million last year. I think it was, th- and, yeah, I think they cracked three, right? Yeah. Or close yeah. to it. Yeah. No, they cracked three. I don't know if it was the SGDQ from last year or if it was AGDQ from this year. But they they definitely cracked three million. Um, and oh, I think you're right. I think the summer one tends to make more money, right? Isn't it? Or is the winter one? Make no, more the money? the winter one. The winter, uh, the winter one, one does, usually right? makes more money. Uh, yeah. Last year was the first year that SGDQ made more than AGDQ. Okay, that's right. 
because I, I think it was last year's SGDQ that that cracked three million for the first time. Yeah. And I can then go I check. I bought think, the I bought the patches. So I, I think I have the... AGDQ may have beaten like last year's SGDQ. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen just because like it's different and people don't have money right now. Like, well, or they don't want it's not not everybody is in a place where they can where they want to say, yeah, yeah I'll give you 10 bucks. Yeah. Or a thousand or a thousand. Yeah. So like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the donation total is down a little bit. Cause like, you know, people are scared and people are holding on to their money. It's like, it's a weird time, but mm-hmm. it's still like, they're still coming up close to a million. And usually like they double their total in like the last day. So, Oh wow. Yeah. It, it's usually like, it's, I guess it is the last the, weekend where it's like the huge push. Yeah, the the donation, um, the donation like arc is completely exponential. Mm-hmm. Like it, it starts out kind of flat and it go like, you know, and then it's like the last two days it goes straight up. Like that's usually when that's usually where, you know, probably half to two thirds of their overall total comes from is like from <laughs> from like Friday afternoon on. So <laughs> that's crazy. I think they'll probably like at the rate they're at now, I I predict and we'll know by the time this is actually published, but Oh true, this will be, be, this be will Tuesday. Be, yeah. Oh but that's a good point. <laughs> as of uh as of Friday morning, uh my prediction is that they'll probably crack two million and probably land somewhere between like two and two and a half. That seems fair. Would be my that'd be my guess. Um, it's still a ton of money. I think we were talking about how uh, it's kind of weird that they made uh, Pokemon the the final. Yeah, I, I don't get the that. final I run. Still don't. I I thought about it. Okay. And uh, doing Pokemon, I want to say Sword. Uh, yeah, it's one of those two. Um, no, I mean like at uh, last at one at a previous show, either either last year's SGDQ or this year's AGDQ, like one of the last two shows. Oh, well, they did Pokemon the and raised like out. they raised like a hundred thousand during the Pokemon run. No, it was was it Kizaron doing? It wasn't Sword or Shield. It was oh. um, it was like Gold or Crystal or something like that. Okay, it was it was one of the older ones. Uh, they raised like a like an obscene amount of money, like a hundred, two hundred thousand during like a midday midweek run. Which is like insane. Just because everybody loves Pokemon or what? Uh, they had incentives to like name the Pokemon, like bid wars for it. Uh, but they okay. also started a bunch of bid war. Or they also started a donation train where people started sending in donations that line up with the number of their favorite Pokemon. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I, I do remember that. You're right. I so think I that was. I, like... I think that was. I, I want to say that was winter, but it might have been last summer. Um, yeah, I get them confused, but there was, I feel like they saw that happening and they were like, what if, what if we capitalized on this again, but we made it the last run of the show. So people just go for broke. Yeah, I could see that. Cause it was, yeah, but why sword and shield? (laughs) Cause it's the newest one. I guess. Like literally no other reason. Cause it's, cause it's the new one. It's also probably... 
there's probably it's probably a longer it's a longer speed run than other Pokemon games, which is a, kind of a weird thing to say because isn't it like four hours or five hours or something? It was something like that. Because yeah. there's a lot of I'm going to guess uh, the new Nintendo way to <laughs> to make games is to even is to do even more repetitious repetition when it comes to explaining what's going on or tutorials and stuff. Yeah, like, you, if well, you thought uh, Caporia Gabora or whatever his name was was annoying. Just play any new Nintendo game and you're in for an hour and a half of tutorials. Let me let like let me uh let me be fair about this. Pokemon has never been about anything other than repetition. Well, okay, but it's one thing when the gameplay is designed on repetition. It's another thing when someone is constantly telling you that their their brother's the champion and he's never been defeated. <laughs> Like, did you know single... <laughs> did you know about the undefeatable champion did you the know champion, he has a charizard he's, he's never been defeated is That's he undefeatable yeah I mean, did you know he's my brother the story... did you know i want to beat him the story was such an afterthought there's parts where you're where, yeah. where they just randomly oh hey i solved the problem of the unsolvable problem you're like what the f- what okay oh yeah just like off screen yeah they, they just they, like was, i handled it it's i i actually had fun playing through the game and I, i'm not really complaining about it to be honest i i, yeah, honestly I had did fun enjoy it. it it but was fine the 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 it's it's it felt like they had five months to put the game together sometimes when you're playing it like what it was so weird i don't i it's I would have liked to have seen the the process behind how long it took to get everything going in the game, just because sometimes I don't know why they had or how they spent years making it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think what we're seeing is like, <clears throat> this is the reason why there hasn't been a main console Pokemon game in like 20 years. Yeah, because if, if, I, like, I remember reading because something this that their is art what team got been. hooked up. Like, yeah, their art team got really messed up too. Like they weren't used to obviously making models like this right yeah they started doing 3d models in x and y but like it's it's very different to make a 3d model that works well on the 3ds because you're working with like a 240p resolution yeah and you know you got a lot more leeway for things that for things that work out (laughs) which is why sometimes the animations in sword and shield are actually like giant versions of the ds Mm -hmm. like scary faces just a i think it was one of those ones where it was just a a big 2d image of spooky eyes and you're like what yep yep (laughs) my favorite uh my favorite animation is wingle where it literally just t poses around in the sky (laughs) oh yeah yeah. no no that's it's not wingle well maybe wingle does it too my favorite is the the one that he looks like a a totem pole I can't think of what his name is. He's the evolution of Zatu, Z X A T U oh, or whatever. Uh, and uh, no, that is the evolution. Zatu is the name. You're think it's the evolution of Natu. Okay, yeah. Natu and, is the little bird one, and then Zatu is the like total total. <laughs> He's my favorite because he not only does he just float in the sky with no sort of animation at all, he looks super dumb. Like he. Does. Like, he has no idea what's going on in the world. <laughs> or he's just so confused, which I think is actually supposedly part of the lore of the creature. Like, he saw the future or did something or whatever and was like, oh, God. And it's I just like, it just broke his, it just broke his brain. I think something like that. So he's like just that, kind of like, well, yeah, whatever. The Pokemon now. lore is actually insanely dark, a lot it's of it. It's super dark. I actually started making a, maybe I'll continue, actually, now that I'm getting into video editing. I started Ooh. making a video about, like, about like the weirdly dark lore of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. 
like the uh like you get into some of those pokedex entries and you see like litwick yeah well, that's like, actually the one i was just thinking about because they have they have there's a house in sword and shield where somebody's like staring at six of them and, and talking about how I, don't, I can't remember what their dialogue was now but then when you read the entry at the the pokedex entries mm-hmm. it's it's how it's stealing its soul <laughs> yeah if if the like literally if you it's it's like a candle and if the flame is lit on the wick then it means it is burning the soul of those nearby <laughs> is literally okay. like eating the soul that's what it uses as it's like kindling so it's like you go into this room and there's a there's like a bunch of litwicks and this one guy standing in the middle and they're all lit and I'm like oh, <laughs> oh we god. need to leave oh god well it's like and then Paris and th- how Paris isn't even or Parasect isn't actually a big version of Paris it's just the it's Parasite. the mushroom that took over the <laughs> that took over the creature yeah yeah that's that's yep I love it and there's actually a bunch of them I mean there's more than that too it's, there's a what, what's the I, balloon? I love the the ghost that's... Pokemon are really messed up. A lot of the ghost ones are screwed up. Yeah. Like the, isn't but the I mean, balloon they're supposed to children? be. Well, yeah. I guess. Drifloon is the one that's like, yeah, yeah it's, Drifloon, it's yep. spirits. Uh, it's spirits. Well, there's two different versions. There's oh. two different versions of the. Uh, there's actually multiple different versions. If you go through like, if you go through like all of the different versions of the game, there's like some of the Pokedex. Um, some of the Pokedex entries are like reused across games, but there's usually like at least three or four different versions. Right. Of, oh, the entry. Right, of course. Of course. Yeah. They, cause they change and it for the two different variations and sometimes right, a third right. variation if there is that. Yeah. And sometimes they'll just reuse like most of the same dialogue, most of the same entry from like a previous game, mm-hmm. but sometimes they rewrite it entirely. The drift loons is like, some of them are like, yeah, children who grab onto the, the string of the drift loon are spirited away. And then there's another <laughs> one that's like, there's another one that's like, they try to, uh, they try to take children away, but they end up getting dragged around at festivals because they, because <laughs> they're not, they have no weight. So the Jesus. kids just like drag them around instead. So it's like, which, like, which one is it? Oh, it's so it's so weird. I love it. Yeah, good times. Beware is a good one. That's one of the. It's one of the like. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the one that shows up and just like he puts his arms up and it looks like he wants a hug. Okay, he's from yeah. like he's from like Gen six or seven. He's like the big pink like pink and uh, brown bear. Okay. Um. Like I let me. Let me let me look it up because I want to actually like read it correctly. Right. I must In the know. meantime, uh, hey everyone, welcome to the retro breakdown. We're just talking about stuff. Just just talk about the, the 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 dark lore of Pokemon, you know? Yeah, GDQ and just good stuff that's gone on this week. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, speaking of while you're finding that out, I, I started playing. Um, so about two years ago, I played started to play Dragon Quest Heroes. Oh yeah, uh, the Dragon Quest Musu game. Yeah, and yeah, I picked it back up last week and actually played through it and finished the game. Like, did everything in the game. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's it suffers from what I think is <laughs> I, okay. I think if if you like Dragon Quest, it's 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 fun because you get to see the characters and you get sure, to see the yeah. stuff and it's, it's it, all of those all, mu- kind of, all of those like all those like branded Muso games are basically just like fan service if you like the series. Yeah, and this one, the one thing it does that's pretty terrible. <laughs> 
uh, where if you don't like the series, you'd probably be put off entirely, is that they don't. it doesn't have the staple of killing, like, hundreds of enemies at once. It's very strange in that sense. Oh, you're, that's... You're only fighting, like, a few weird. things at a time. I mean, you, you sometimes fight, like, maybe 20 things, um, maybe more in the backgrounds, and, you, you like, they're kind of coming at you, but it's not where they're the sort of almost paper enemies that fly away as you kill them. Everything has... some, some Towards the end of the game, and if you're playing the harder stuff, there's some things that have a little too much... Uh, meat on them and they take too long to kill which i think is a pretty horrible aspect like i i that's not why you're playing those games is you don't want to you don't want you don't need a sponge of an mm -hmm. enemy right like you sort of just want to kill a ton of things and enjoy the the whole the adventure of the, yeah of doing that yeah but i still had fun i i wanted to i since i had started i was like i i should finish this game because i wanted to i was gonna buy a, a new game because the sale was going on and then i i looked at my my games was like you know I'm just going to play one that I already have because that's the responsible thing to do right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I And, feel you that. know, I'm, I'm glad I did. I, I honestly, feel that. I had fun. That's good. That's good. I I actually made the mistake of impulse buying Dragon Quest Heroes in Japan. <laughs> which Like makes in Japanese? It, which, yes. Jesus. Yeah, that makes it unplayable. Yeah, I was going to say, what <laughs> what did you do? I thought because it's a largely action oriented, like the, you know, Muso games are generally action oriented and the story's not really all that important. I can just no. sort of like, you know, mash the buttons around and it'll be fine. But no, no, no it's way so more much... involved than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, because there's like equipment and you have to talk to certain people at certain times. And mm -hmm. I mean, the, the what they say is, is irrelevant. Like, I got like it for it's... like 10 bucks. So, oh, 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 it's. It's That's, not a huge loss, so now it's just a cool shelf fixture, and, a, and you know, I can be like, hey, I bought this in Japan. That's cool. Yeah, that's an extremely low-risk um, uh, impulse buy. Yeah, but still, it was... I popped it in and actually tried it, and it was like, oh, no. I thought I would be able to figure out what's going on, but I can't. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> so beware, though. I found it. <laughs> I found I found actually two oh, beware, like yes. I found two uh, dark Pokedex entries that uh, that that I remember specifically. Okay. One of them one of them is Beware, where uh, in Moon, uh, the Pokedex entry is this Pokemon has the habit of hugging its companions. Many trainers have left this world after their spines were squashed by its hug. <laughs> what? literally your pokemon bear hugs you until it breaks your back and kills you what that's that's the pokedex entry official confirmed <laughs> that, one, that one's that one's basically the pokedex entry is yeah you tried to tame a bear and it turns out it just wants to murder you you should not do that <laughs> it loves you so much it just has to kill you yeah i don't know i don't know if that's love yep mm-hmm yep holy shit gengar's got a bunch of fun ones yeah but i like and they escalate over time <laughs> which is like so like in red and blue it says on like gengar's entry is under a full moon this go this pokemon likes to mimic the shadows of people and laugh at their fright yeah so like it's chill. just doing like a, it's, it's just, just doing yeah it's just doing like little 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 trickster stuff right mm-hmm and then, like, in gold, it's like it steals heat from its surroundings. 
And Silver is like, to steal the life of its to steal the life of its target, it slips into the prey's shadow and silently waits for an opportunity. Okay. And then like it escalates it escalates every so every like couple of generations. Where it's like it cools the area, it, it, you know, it lurks in the shadowy corners of rooms and awaits chances to steal its prey's life force. And then you get to Sun, and it just says, like, should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill? It is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. <laughs> what? Give Just give up. Just give up. Do, do you think... <laughs> I, I wonder if <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder if Nintendo actually like Nintendo of America reads these things. <laughs> I don't know. And then you get up to then in sword, you have a gigant like Gigantamax Gengar. Oh, yeah. Where it's like rumor has it. It's gigantic mouth leads not into its body filled with cursed energy, but instead directly to the afterlife. Oh, yeah. I, I do remember seeing that one. <laughs> it turns out being eaten by a giant ghost might kill you. It just sends you to purgatory. It just like it sends you to the pocket dimension. You literally you like get so, to the shadow realm. It's so messed up. And it's just like they escalate so like all right, how do we make Gengar sound more and more and more and more dangerous? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's almost just like a a meme for the for the the, the writers, right? Like Yeah. They're just sitting around, well, what can we do next? Hmm. <laughs> we've already we've already said that it eats its trainers and sends them to like shadowy pocket realms. What can what's how do we escalate it now? Yeah, what's scarier than that? Mm-hmm. Not really as much, actually. <laughs> he disembowels children. Oh god. No, that's um oh man. The uh that like dark ghost uh puppet one. Shup it? No, is that what it's no, no, no. That's actually the correct. That's actually the correct answer for what I described. There's like a there's like a possessed stuffed animal one that's got like a zipper mouth. Oh sweet Jesus! Yeah, it's really creepy. Oh, uh, Bennett. Oh, Bennett. Okay, yeah. I have not played. I've played like I played Pokemon Sword, and then previously the last one I had played was Silver. No, I played Sapphire. So I don't know a lot of the ones in between. But yeah, I no, this name. one. I think it's in Pokemon Go. Yeah, this one is basically like um, the whole thing about Bennett is Bennett is like a discarded, a, a discarded stuffed animal. Yeah, that's like so like uh, in X, the entry says a doll that became a Pokemon over its grudge from being junked. It seeks the child that disowned it. Oh, my God. So it's like throwing out a toy. Yeah, it's like literally like the it's. It's like if Toy Story was about let's find our way back to the kid that that jumped us so them. we can murder them in its sleep. Well, there you go. That's the lesson for this podcast. Don't throw away your toys. I don't I don't know. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Cuz they might they, they might gain consciousness and hunt you down. What the hell? Yeah, Pokémon's weird. Pokémon's It's weird. very Japanese is what it is, right? Like the 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 idea of having things that sound crazy and super dark to us is a pretty common theme in what what are quote unquote children's animes, right? That's like, true. Like they, you know, that's not that's not abnormal to have those kinds of adult themes or scary themes or whatever. yeah, like they're big on like 
like ghost stories and and scary stuff is is more we think of that as like something for like something for adults or like or at least like maybe maybe like later teens yeah yeah but they're like hey let's scare the crap out of our (laughs) seven-year-olds yeah and then and then they can go get our then they can go get groceries for us (laughs) yeah 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 by themselves take (laughs) the train that was my favorite thing i'm sure i've told you this before but when we were there we were looking for kit kats like the different flavored kit oh yeah 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 we were following a um a map that we had downloaded and we were like oh god where is this we we thought we were in some spooky part of town because it was kind of like a back alley and there was you know a garage open and there were some people there and they were doing some mm-hmm. stuff and we were like god i don't know this feels very uncomfortable yeah yeah <laughs> and we turned around and there's like i don't know an eight-year-old girl with a hello kitty backpack in a grocery bag skipping down the thing <laughs> It's like nine at night or 10 at night. So it's really dark. And we were like, oh, oh, no, we are very safe. Yeah, that's it's so cultural because like like the Japan or at least the areas of Japan that tourists like us tend to spend their Mm -hmm. time in. It's so urban and it's so built up. Yeah. And we associate, you know, big city areas with like danger. Oh, for Especially sure. like city oh, plus dark, pl- like night and plus back like alley. not well lit and alleys. Like <laughs> yeah. something's gonna happen. Someone, someone ar- is around the corner wanting to do something bad. Yeah. And then like, it was we were it Japan was it made us laugh so hard. <laughs> it was so just different. Not like that. Like, and you yeah, can just underst- go hang out. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to have to worry i mean and, and i'm sure there's lots of things that are happening that we don't know about because there are I, I, like it's not like they have a zero crime rate but like it's not so when i heard they don't report certain things because then it looks bad that's true too that's true uh, too. so there's underreported of of especially like attacks on women or people yes. my understanding is that that gets kind of brushed under the, the it does um swept under the rug mm-hmm. yeah like but it's for it's a tourist, not perfect but like yeah for a tourist if you're just hanging out like you're mostly you're in essentially zero danger of getting like shot or mugged yeah especially if you're like more than one person (laughs) yeah then i think it's then i think it's like slim to none Mm -hmm. but it was just one of those funny moments where it was oh okay well (laughs) we're fine (laughs) yep we we found the kit kats we found the store we wanted to get to it was great that's good that's good they had it dude dude they they had uh, uh yeah i was gonna um, ask what did you actually get i assume the matcha ones because everyone gets oh, oh yeah those oh those yeah those weren't those were those were everywhere so the ones that yeah. were everywhere were the the strawberry mm-hmm. matcha then like the normal chocolate flavor dark chocolate uh, sure sure chocolate, which i don't think we have dark chocolate ones in america maybe we do now i don't know i don't buy that uh, i've had that i've had dark chocolate ones okay cool um so the the rare ones or not the rare but the seasonal ones or whatever that we were looking for we found rum raisin which were so good i don't like i've raisins, had run ra- i've had those God, yes those are amazing mm-hmm. um we found the uh wasabi ones which sound kind of gross but they were delicious okay i haven't uh, had those there was one that was supposed to taste like i guess tea or something but i don't really like tea so it just sort of tastes like chocolate with ground leaves in it it was awful <laughs> Um, is this I supposed mean, to be like a, a barley tea like that really earthy one that you get s- served with meals sometimes maybe i don't know the it, it probably said the name on the packaging but yeah fair <laughs> enough it just had a teacup so i was like well i'm not gonna like this but okay yeah um we had one that had you were supposed to heat it like 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 a 
like in an oven, like a mini oven. Oh yeah, is it the creme brulee one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've had those. Um, we found one that was butter. Oh. The, so this was at the this was at the Kit Kat Chocolatorium, which was a fancy oh. place in one of the malls because they had okay, it was like yeah. A, and so they had they had orange, I think there they had the butter flavor. That which, sounds like. Butter was just rich and sweet. Like it wasn't actually, you know, it's not like there was butter. I assume that I assume you were in Tokyo. Yeah. Well, for this, for for that one. Yeah. Do you remember the the district? Because that sounds like Ikebukuro. Uh, No, it was in one of it was it was in a huge mall. Like it was a skyscraper mall where you go into the basement and stuff. But I don't remember where. Mm, Okay. The chocolatorium. I mean, hold on. There's probably not that many Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Uh, chocolatoriums, I think is what they called them. Because I've, I've not been to one, but like... <clears throat> so it's basically, it's nothing, it's it's actually just like, it, the one that we were at in the mall was in the basement, so it was like in the, in I think it might have been, was it, was it Ginza? Oh yeah, that sounds right. Um, but it was, it was, it was sort of just what you'd see if you went to any mall here, and it was just a small little shop, like if you've been mm-hmm. to, uh, I don't know, I can't think of any chocolate names for some reason, which is very weird. Uh, like Russell Linder, Stover. like yeah, like any anything where it's just you know you buy some buy some chocolate in a store. It mm-hmm. was it was it was pretty small, and this one was a the even even smaller because it was it's not it wasn't like a standalone store. It was just part of, um, like a big food area in the in the in the bottom of the mall. Yeah, yeah. What my else? like flavors. Apple was one that was really good too. Oh. Oh, that's not bad. Do you have like the like the cherry blossom? I know they have like the Sakura flavor. Oh yeah, yep, and yeah, there, we had that one, and then there was one that was supposed to be the the Mount Fuji flavor. What? <laughs> I don't know actually know if it's a Mount Fuji flavor, but the box was it was it came in a Mount Fuji box. Okay, and it, fair enough. I think it was maybe it was champagne or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, I I've heard they have they have some that are like. I know they they sell some um, like sake flavored ones that have an actual oh, alcohol that's what it was. content. It was, it was sake was maybe one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Because it came in a bottle. It came in a box that looked like a sake box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard so, of that one. You know what? I actually made a YouTube video of me tasting all of the random stuff that we bought. I forgot about. This. I may have watched that video. That was yeah, like years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like yeah, it was four or five years ago. And yeah, so I think it, I watched that videos. when you got back. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. So all of the flavors are there at at youtube.com slash tomdayvg and there's yeah. like a, a japan section I, I totally blanked on that but yeah that was that was the the rum raisin was my favorite i liked it so much we ended up going back and buying like another box because we bought so we bought some and then we're trying to make sure we could give a few out of each flavor to like my mom and my sister and yeah um, of course my one friend Matt. you need the you need the souvenirs right <laughs> but we, I opened the room raisin. I was like, "These are good," and I just kept eating them. I was like, "We, I ate the box. We got to buy some more." <laughs> and you got to awesome. buy them before you get to the airport because you buy them at the like the duty free <laughs> shops at the airport. You're paying like triple price. Yeah, it's it's weird. Some things at the airport are really a really good deal, mm-hmm. um, and some things are absurd. Yep, like the for at least at the at least at the 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 airport we were at in in tokyo yeah narita mm-hmm. yeah it's it 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 just depends it really like, does yeah i uh i found myself like having to spend you know like you don't really want to change your money back but you have like a little bit of cash left over uh-huh and it's like well i've got like 1500 yen <laughs> And I'm just going to get on the plane with it. And I don't want to just like carry it around with me. But like, it's like 
12 bucks in cash and it's not mm-hmm. really worth like going to the trouble of changing it back so. well you lose you'd lose like two dollars exchanging it exactly exactly so like we might as well just spend it on something so <laughs> yeah. i i legit just have a a, a huge copy of uh, weekly shonen jump <laughs> that i bought at the airport for like four or five bucks <laughs> That I just bought because it was there and we were just looking for, I think we got that and like a little, a little like Totoro uh, plushie. That's so just cute. To, just to spend like the last little bit of the last few yen we had. Mm-hmm. And then like you have some, you know, you have some coins left over, but it's like a few cents and you just kind of bring those home and those are kind of souvenirs too. Well, that's like the souvenir, yeah. Yeah. We, we went to Europe um, and with my mom and sister and when we were at the airport, we had some money left and... I don't know, it was like 20 bucks or $25 or something. Yeah. And we, I was like, well, let's just buy a bunch of snacks for the plane. <laughs> yeah. And so it was one of those times where you, I didn't feel bad spending too much money for a bag of, you know, Cheez-Its or M&Ms or whatever it was. <laughs> because it's got to last. Right. It's like, we're going to eat this on the plane. Otherwise, the money is actually kind of, it's, I mean, I know you can exchange it back, but then I don't, then you lose the money back and forth, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, that was fun where we, we. We just had way too many snacks on a plane. I've never actually had like my own snacks on a plane just because I'm too cheap to buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Before you get on it. Yeah. So that was cool. I usually like, I'm usually so anxious before I get on a plane. Like I barely want to eat anything anyway. Oh, okay. But that's Are like. Just, just flying spooky or is it just the whole process of like getting like the, like getting your seat and getting your stuff s- safely it's... stored or all that kind of stuff? Flying is mostly fine. Okay. Um, I, you know, I was, my literal first experience flying was going to Korea. (laughs) I mean, technically it was the, like the, you know, the connecting flight. Yeah. Yeah, It was the connecting flight from like Columbus to Chicago. Mm -hmm. So like that was technically my first flight, but then it was like, you know, two hours later, it's 14 hours to Seoul. Yeah. It was similar experience for my sister. That's funny. So, like, I was kind of, like, jolted into it in, like, the harshest way possible. Sure, yeah. Because flights are not that bad, but spending 14 hours sitting down anywhere is... <laughs> Especially if you don't know what to expect. Like, yeah. if you don't... It was had, honestly... Had been, has she flown? Oh, she's... Yeah, she's before? flown a lot. Okay, so so she could prep you for all of the... Yeah all the weirdnesses of, of flying. Whereas if you were, if you were doing that alone, that would have sucked a lot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it would have, <laughs> it would have. And like what I learned during that flight is that I can't sleep on planes, man. You want to know something crazy? The, the, when I went to Japan the first time I got on the plane, I sat there for a little bit, watched, I didn't even watch a movie. I think I, Oh, they, they had like a snack. They came around. With, so maybe it was the first, maybe I did watch one movie. And then I fell asleep. I don't know how I fell asleep. And when I woke up, they were like, oh, would you like a, Would you like another meal? I was like, yeah, sure. And so <laughs> I ate my second meal and we landed like an hour later. <laughs> it was the that, shortest I'm flight. I'm so jealous of that. It was amazing. I'm so jealous. I don't know if it's just because like I'm relatively tall or if it's because I'm like heavier or if it's just a me thing. Sure. Well, like, <laughs> I don't I don't know why. But, like, I literally tried to... So, the second time, when I tried to... uh, So, like, the first time I got, like, a really good night's sleep. 
before yeah. a long flight and I couldn't fly and I, I couldn't sleep during the flight. And I was like, oh, it's just because I'm not tired because I didn't, you know, because I slept enough. Mm-hmm. So the second time that I was preparing for a long flight like that, I literally sleep deprived myself. Oh, to try and force yourself to, to try sleep to on them. force myself yeah. to Ooh, that like. That can be rough. Yeah, it didn't work. I got oh, like. No, then you're maybe, just going to be grumpy. I got like maybe an hour's worth of sleep of like bad, broken sleep. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it was like a 36 hour period. <laughs> and it was just like. And then we landed <laughs> oh, no. and we had to actually like go do stuff immediately. <laughs> oh, no. So I was just like, let uh, can I. Let me just sleep on this bench. Oh, God. I'll just like just anywhere just let me sit or lay down anywhere like i'm gonna if i don't get some sleep i'm gonna like i'm gonna throw up (laughs) so usually usually for me when uh i'm flying i don't sleep either like if i can get like i don't know 15 it would be like mm, let's say over four hours every every 10 to 20 minutes i'm I'm waking up to adjust or like i'm consciously aware that i'm not sleep like asleep so it's not good sleep and now that they have movies on most planes that I've yeah. been on, I'm 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 happy just to watch movies and kind of do that, and then maybe close my eyes while watching the movie. But I don't really sleep, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have a hard time. That's that's why the Japan thing was so weird to me is that I I don't really sleep on planes very often. I'm pretty much just awake. The only other time I can think of that I fell asleep on a plane was so my my dad and uh, stepmom and I were we were going to Colorado. Okay. And we took a we took a one flight from Detroit to somewhere in the middle of the U.S. or somewhere close to Colorado, and it was okay. a longer flight, you know, like four hours or whatever. Yeah, and then maybe five hours, I don't know. And then we had uh, a pretty short flight that was only maybe an hour and a half from there mm-hmm. to the place that we we're going to in Colorado, and it was a small plane. And apparently, the flight was horrendous. Where like the 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 pilot was like oh everybody please stay calm it's going to get really rocky and i guess like the the it was a very small plane so it was you know 20 yeah, 30 you, people on the plane yeah and you uh, feel the turb <clears throat> you feel the turbulence way harder in a plane that small absolutely and so the uh, i guess it was incredibly rocky and just like a wild ride for most of the people everyone was afraid like people were saying prayers and stuff uh mm-hmm. like so it was that kind of a ride i have no memory of this because as the plane took off i fell asleep and i woke up when the plane landed like the I, I have absolutely no idea what the plane ride was like. And everybody, when I woke up, they everyone was laughing and like cheering for me because apparently I was snoring a bit too and it was giving people enjoyment <laughs> like <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> and so, way to I keep was, everyone's spirits up, right? But also like, have a happened? nap. <laughs> so, I slept through the worst turbulence i've ever been on and had no idea that it was bad because like oh that was a great flight and that's what i think that's what maybe that's why everybody was laughing because i was just like oh that was really that was a short flight and i because i didn't you know i was i was probably like 14 or something at the time so i i I wasn't reading people's faces and i was just kind of like yeah i don't know (laughs) then they told me like oh (laughs) that's hilarious but yeah those are the two times that i think of that i slept like that yeah, like for me, I think it's just like the the seats are not really conducive oh to sleeping. They've gotten so much worse too. They really have. Yeah. Like the, the the a lot of the seats now, especially since I'm flying coach, is not like first yeah, class or whatever. Of course. Uh, the, we you, you know you know it's funny when when we were in Europe, we flew from Paris to Ireland, and it mm-hmm. was on Aer Lingus, and they used older planes, and they holy crap, the coach seats felt like first class seats. They were so big, and there was so much space between them, and 
it, and when I sat down, I was like, oh, these are the kind of the seats that I remember being a kid when I would fly. Like, I don't remember them being what they are now, where it's basically just like a plastic folding chair with an extremely thin layer of yep. fabric on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it uh, I don't know, it was, it was, it's kind of a bummer. I guess that's where, <laughs> when everything I, like, is it about feels profit, like it becomes a problem sometimes. Yeah, they're trying <laughs> to, it feels like they're trying to make the coach experience significantly worse. Mm-hmm. so that people are more compelled to like maybe we just splurge and get the nice seats this time so it's not so miserable well especially now that they're splitting coach up right so i've never yeah. i've only flown coach always just it's more it's sometimes just on principle where it's like well, no, i'm yeah. not paying i'm not buying another for a hundred dollars you can get coach plus or coach extreme plus and it's like what the hell come <laughs> on know. like why is there four variations of coach it's i understand first class i have absolutely no problem with people who yeah, have the money fine. or they want to spend the money to have the the bigger seats or the nicer things, whatever. Yeah, that's course. totally cool. But I really, I find it extremely frustrating that they're nickel and diming everybody, everyone everywhere, where if you want like a normal sized seat with leg room, you have to pay another hundred dollars on top of it or whatever. Yeah. It is. I, I really hate that. I, it's, it's, would you like the coach seats where you're allowed to carry luggage on? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's actually true now, right? That's actually, yeah, that's totally a thing now. Um, uh, especially if you don't have, so I have like, a. And like the, shoulder the, bag that works. The coach, no. the coach seats that are like the front row, so you actually have like leg room because there's nothing in front of you, mm-hmm. are basically priced like first class seats now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes the, you used to be able to sit at like the um, the the, the uh, emergency exit rows, and sometimes oh, yeah, those yeah. seats would be priced lower because you're paying. Like, you have responsibility, right? You have right, to sit right. there, and if the plane does crash, then you're the one that has to get the door open for everybody. Right, so it's, right, right. Like, the, you know, if you're sitting in those seats, someone will come by and say, hey, are you comfortable doing this, blah, 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 blah. They'll talk to you even though you've yeah. already admitted to it or said you you know, you know, you kind of signed the contract, quote, unquote. Yeah, basically. But sometimes those seats it's would like, be a hey, little bit less It's like, hey, did you read money. the terms and conditions, though? <laughs> no. let's let's explain them just to make sure yeah well yeah because this time it's like yeah this is actually important yeah <laughs> you have to you have to open a door yeah um but those seats would sometimes have extra leg room and they would cost less mm-hmm. this is this is a long time ago now now i'm sure they probably cost more because you're paying for the privilege yeah <laughs> i don't know man airplanes i know i was gonna welcome everyone to our gaming podcast yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> where we talk about overseas travel and the air, the the folly of the airline industry. So it's it's our seventh episode. Okay, we're 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 we we're allowed to talk about some other things sometimes. Oh yeah, th- like this this first hour of the podcast is totally just like it's just like hey, what's going on this week? Let's just talk about stuff. I like this format. This is what I this is what Me I in, this is what I envisioned. It's like it like we spend we spend the first hour or so just talking about whatever's on our mind and just letting the conversation go. And sometimes oh. it goes here. And you know, speaking of of on our minds or I guess on my mind, last week I was going to bring it up but I forgot. Did, so did you see that Hellman's mayonnaise? Did we talk about this at all now now that I'm saying it? Oh, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. The Animal okay. Crossing thing? Yeah, how how Hellman's it, it was paying or was donating food for people's spoiled mm-hmm. turnips at animal crossing yeah did that blow up in their face yet i have no idea i hadn't followed it along i just kind of read a brief little uh article about it and it made me it just made me happy that animal crossing <laughs> is so freaking huge you, you have to remember that when they were super cool idea well yeah but it's it's even crazier because when they were making animal crossing on the switch i'm pretty sure they were under the assumption that you know a million sold would have been 
lifetime expectations kind of stuff, right? Like, like they For were not... Animal Crossing? Yeah, they didn't expect it to do super well on the Switch, I don't think. That was, I remember, that was my understanding, maybe more than a million, but they didn't expect it to do nearly as well as it has, because they were... Well, yeah, I, I no, remember... it's, it's blown everything out of the water, so... So it just made me, it just made me smile that there was a, uh, that, that, like, a company that has nothing, no right to be making an Animal Crossing, uh, thing, has, like, here's this promotion, come dump your spoiled turnips and we'll give, we'll give food to other people, and it's, and it's, I, I, it's, it's it is, it's, it's super cool, and it's also, like, a super random company to be doing mm-hmm. that, because it's not just Hellman's Mayonnaise, it's Hellman's Mayonnaise Canada. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Specifically. Ah, Specifically Canada. Better. Of course it's Canada. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, but like... Oh, so, the, so the promotion is basically like Hellman's Mayonnaise Canada made their own... Uh, they made their own Animal Crossing island. Yeah, you can get photos with the, with the famous blue ribbon. And yeah, and and they 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 made their island and they shared the friend code and they're like... Here's what you do. Come to the island and drop off your spoiled turnips. And for every spoiled turnip you drop off, we'll donate a we'll donate like a real life meal to like needy families. Yeah, up to like I think it was there, there's a limit like twenty five thousand or fifty thousand or something. Well, they like said that. their goal I think was twenty five thousand. Oh, and I'm like, it wasn't a limit. <laughs> I I they didn't necessarily say that it was a limit, but I think they might they well, like they might fair, stop at the goal because like do y'all know how many spoiled turnips people have well and and it's it's an easy thing it's an easy workaround too in the sense that you can only have a few people on your island at a time it takes a lot of time if all those people are traveling back and forth or if there's any kind of connection issues that's true Uh but But it is like it's not the first time that i've seen like sort of random brands use animal crossing as a as a thing as a weekly talk show host now or talk show thing. Phil Spencer was on it, I think, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, like, the Xbox dude was on yeah, the yeah. Animal Crossing. It, I mean, it's not... The Animal Crossing talk show is not sponsored by Nintendo. It's... it's. I don't think. I'm pretty sure it's just two people that decided to use that as their way to do the, the their podcast effectively because it's using Animal Crossing That's characters. That's super cool. Um, When when quarantine happened. Yeah, and, of course. Because the, the, the first time I ever saw it was because... um. I'm going to blank on his Elijah Wood was on it. Mm. And because Elijah Wood apparently really likes Animal Crossing. And because some the, the reason that got out was somebody posted their turnip prices online. He's like, oh, I'd like to come to your island. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, it's Elijah Wood. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and Danny Trejo yep. likes Animal Crossing. So I think mm-hmm. the two of them have been on this Animal Crossing show. And I guess Phil Spencer was. <laughs> which there's, there's Phil Spencer so... is just like, please love us, Nintendo. <laughs> I think there's something so cool about that. Now, I, I have to say. From the bottom of my heart, I really hope that Nintendo and Xbox never get in bed together because I don't want to buy an Xbox again. But that's, <laughs> that's another yeah. story for another day. <laughs> I the the closest they've done is they've just done like they've done some crossplay stuff. Like yeah, but Switch so players thinking... can play with Xbox players in like Minecraft and Rocket League but, and stuff. So I think eventually though, Nintendo may want to be done with hardware, or they may only want to do handheld stuff, and then they maybe 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 they let their IPs go to a a console like PlayStation or or Microsoft or something, right? Because then they don't they don't have to be the ones that deals with the 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 graphics. Like if once once it, once it gets to the next stage, maybe they don't want to deal with the infrastructure that it takes to make a game like that. I don't know. I don't know. Like it, that, that doesn't seem like 
I mean, it took a lot of... It took a lot of pushing and the death of Satoru Iwata for them to even start making mobile games. True, but they did it. But they've also said that they're planning to stop. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Or not like stop, but like they're shifting their focus away from the mobile market. Like it was like, I didn't even realize their focus was on it. <laughs> I mean, they put out they put out a lot of games I guess in a short did. period of time. They have they all kind they, of they, they suffered from pre- some pretty egregious price gouging. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's part of it is like they've always been very they've always been very particular about the way they want to run pricing and I feel like their pricing the pricing that they want they think that their games are worth is not really how the mobile market works. Right. Um but like I in in just a couple years time like they they put out Actually, that's true. they had Mario they Run. They did Mario Run and then they did Fire Emblem Heroes which I'm Animal actually Crossing. still playing. Yeah, I know yep. I know you play that They've one. They've got yeah. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. They've got uh Mario Kart Mario Tour Party, or, or Mario whatever. Kart, yeah. And Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. They put out that Dra- Dragalia Lost or yep, something too. They put out Dragalia Lost uh which is just an original IP, which I think is like it's fine if they want to do that kind of stuff. Like just sort of publish an original phone game. But they all have kind of similar pricing structures. Yeah, like, like to I was going to play Mario like, Kart but when mm-hmm. online cost the seasonal pass or whatever it was, I was like, oh, forget, I'm not even downloading it. So I didn't even bother. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, I don't know how much money they're making on those. I don't feel like it's probably a lot. I think Pokemon Go is probably their... And Pokemon that's not Go's even like, technically their game. Right, yeah, I don't even know how they get... I'm sure they make something from it, but... Yeah, um, they have, like, licensing fees. I'm sure they have a cut, but it's mostly Niantic's game. Yeah, so I don't know... Yeah, it doesn't even say Nintendo on it, does it? No, it's got it's like Niantic and the Pokemon Company. Oh, yeah, and, I mean true. the Pokemon Company is technically Pokemon ownership is weird. It is very it's, it's like, weird. It's owned by like three different companies, and like two of them are under Nintendo, and they handle different branches of it. And well, because Game Freak technically isn't Nintendo, but they own but Nintendo owns Pokemon. Like they they own the yeah. name Pokemon. It's 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 really strange. You would think that with as big as Pokemon is at that at this point, Nintendo would have just like swooped in and bought everything and yeah. just been like, okay, this is all just our company now and we own all of you. Right. But I, I guess the, the terms of whatever the ownership is right now must be favorable enough where they just don't need to do that. I'm going to guess they they own anything that's important. Yeah, basically. I would be very surprised if Nintendo hasn't already based on their track record nintendo is a very well especially back when pokemon first started and like you know the the late 80s when they were getting into video games in early 90s they were they're a ruthless company when it comes to their stuff they in fact they're so ruthless they screwed themselves out of the playstation but that's yep (laughs) that's their own fault i suppose sure is their own fault um because good god are they dumb that's that's one of my favorite gaming like full pause i guess yeah because i think it's i think it's probably the most famous yeah, aside from aside from just like Atari being bad, um, yeah, well, yeah, but that's a much longer tale of, of of eventual failure. Yeah, because Nintendo Nintendo getting up there at what was essentially you know they didn't, E three didn't exist, but it was that idea. Yeah, or no, I guess it existed. Did it? I don't think E three was know. a thing. It, it was it was some consumer it electronics trade show. 
And the day, and Sony got up there and was like, hey, we're working with Nintendo. We're super excited. Then the next day, Nintendo gets up there and was like, we're not doing anything with Sony. And Sony was like, um, excuse but, me? <laughs> but I thought we were... And, and 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 it's one thing because you know Nintendo's got these these big britches because they've been walking all over basically everyone in the game market. So mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we're the best. We can do anything we want. And mm-hmm. so it was like, mm-hmm. I want you to know that we're a multi-billion-dollar company, Nintendo. Yeah, we could <laughs> just do just, this. We're just gonna make it ourselves. <laughs> like, what was whose idea was that? Was just a crazy idea. <laughs> uh, and then Nintendo even stuck with their, you know, they they they. When they when they did the sixty four, they went with cartridges because they wanted to have mm-hmm. complete control over all of their assets. Because it's way it was. I don't know, man. Yep. Nintendo. Nintendo's. I love Nintendo. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm probably a Nintendo fanboy. If if. Yeah. No, I am too. But like but their man, they, their they, insistence they on doing everything, <laughs> their insistence on doing everything in house and having everything proprietary, has burned them more often than not. <laughs> but it yeah. has also it also brought us the Wii and the Switch. So mm-hmm. it's it is a it is a boomer bust strategy. It really I don't is. I don't think they have any inclination to like move out of that. You know? I think like, the only way they would is if if it became too much if it became too costly to do the hardware stuff. That's the only way it would ever happen. I, I suppose, but like But they're happy. I think the Switch has made enough the, money that they're the going Switch to Switch just... has made so much money. And they're definitely gonna roll the dice with whatever the Switch 2 is, right? Yeah. They're gonna there's no way they would do it soon. Yeah, I, I feel like um they've they've really cast themselves as sort of like an alternative. Like they stay out of the main like Xbox versus PlayStation versus PC console war. Yeah, like I don't even think that they're pushing for third party development. I'm pretty sure it's third party development pushing to be on the console. At this right? point, yeah. Like I mean, they have enough of an install base where people are like, "Yeah, we'd like to, we'd like to have our games here." It's and they've especially struck gold with indie developers. Oh yeah, because first of all, the Switch is such a the Switch is such a good system mm-hmm. for the type of gameplay that indie development is good at. Yeah, like. Like smaller games, simpler graphics, shorter, like shorter play times. Like it's, it's so much better for just pick up and play stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But also, um, especially it's probably less so now, but like, especially early in the, uh, in the Switch's lifestyle, there were a lot of, there were a lot of indie developers that were like, yeah, we're, we see way more sales on the switch eShop than we do on steam because it's not so freaking difficult to stand out on the eShop. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> since there's not as, there's probably not as many sales as steam where, where the typical Nintendo buyer, like let's say you only have a, a switch or you only play console games or something like that. You're, you're not necessarily gunning for, Oh, I'll wait for a sale. Right. Right. So maybe you just buy the game because it's there. But when I buy a game on Steam and it's full price, a part of me is sort of like, eh, why would I, I do I this? Just wait. Yeah. Even, even even on PlayStation, a lot of times now, where it's it's sort of you you sort of we're kind of in an era where you just kind of wait, wait for, for a the sale. sale. Yeah. Unless you want it day one. If you like, if you don't buy the game within two weeks of it being out, you're better off just waiting a month because yeah, it will be forty buck or twenty dollars off. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but on the Switch. Like my my friend had never played Skyrim, 
and he just bought Skyrim a week ago on the Switch. I have no mm-hmm. idea if there's a sale or not, but he, you know, he bought effective. He may have spent sixty dollars for Skyrim because special, it was on the Switch. I think special edition now is like forty okay. on most platforms, but it may it may actually be sixty on Switch. I don't know. I just I can't even imagine. <laughs> there's very few platforms that could get away with selling a nine year old game for for close to full price, or because there's nobody spending. $40 on Skyrim on any other system even if yeah. it is $40 like no yeah. way unless you just don't care and you really want to play Skyrim for some reason yeah no I when I picked it up and I had to pick it up actually like specifically for work I was like capturing because I, oh, I yeah. had like I had Skyrim on uh, I'm looking behind me because it's either it's either PS2 or Xbox 360 but I forget which it is 360 okay that so was, I had that, that was the 360. Like, that was you know that's funny. I, that was my Microsoft era too. I had everything. The 360 on. was good. It was like a great arguably system. arguably the best Microsoft console. Oh yeah, yeah, easily I think uh, from my point of view. No, and, and it had uh, created the great controller too, which is mm-hmm. sort yeah. of the staple of all controller design now. It it sort of is yeah. It did sort of like standardize it. Although I don't know the. The DualShock 4 is effectively the same as the DualShock 2, just with a couple of extra things. Uh, yeah, I just meant, like, when Nintendo was designing their controller, they went with the... They were yeah. like, yeah, let's go with the Microsoft. Because I actually yeah. find the 360 controller more... I don't like... So I don't really like playing first-person shooters on the on the PS4. I don't like where sure. the joysticks are as much as I do when they're off-centered from one another. I find yeah, it more the, comfortable. The the biggest difference, I would say, between, like, the 360 controller and the and the PlayStation controllers is the is basically like on the left side the the joystick and the and the d-pad are swapped Mm -hmm. and that's not like a huge difference but if you're used to one it's a big difference yeah that's all it is it's it's not they're they're not different enough where it's like oh this is um better it's not really better or worse it's pretty much just oh this is what i'm comfortable with yeah yeah you can have a you can have a certain feeling on which uh on which controllers like triggers you like better sure that's true um, they, they, uh, that's true actually they're, they're quite different in that regard aren't they yeah i mean i mean they're in the same position but they're but they feel different like no i meant the way they feel yeah, yeah. i like you know what's weird i like the l1 and r1 buttons on the playstation controller better but <laughs> i like the i like the triggers better on the on the 360 Oh yeah, the, they actually the, have like a, more of a Xbox trigger. Yeah. I think it's because like like the they're the they're thinner, right? But they have more of a they have just a better feeling. I agree. Yeah, they kind of like your your fingers kind of like hook onto them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, like, there you it's go. Got That's a nice it little like it's it's very ergonomic. Wasn't I could be wrong, but I think one of the first no 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 never mind never mind. I was getting things mixed up in my head when when they were when in, uh that was when when Microsoft made the 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 original xbox and people mm. were saying how the xbox controller was the was too big blah 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 and everyone oh, was yeah, saying how you should give them you should give them like credit or you should you shouldn't be so hard on them because it's their first controller their first console and i was thinking i remember that's not true because they made pc controllers like they made mm-hmm. controllers for people that played PC no the games, the so. you're referring to the duke yes yes yeah yeah, yeah they actually remade it right yeah you yeah the uh it. Yeah, they remade it during the Xbox uh, lifespan, and I think they mm-hmm. called it like the, like the, I don't know, the Series S or something like that. 
Yeah, 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 because they, they, they made the small controller for... Yeah, and then that became the, the prototype for the 360 controller. Yeah, and I think <clears> you can buy the... I'm pretty sure you can buy the the big controller now, like today. Yeah, like I'm sure for you the, can. For the Xbox One or whatever, I think they made a, a special edition of that. Yeah, so like, in addition... To, so the whole decision process behind that gigantic monstrosity, I think... <laughs> I, I think the system's like, huge. The controller should be huge. <laughs> it was literally like, hey, this is a, you know, Microsoft is a Western company. We should design, we should design this controller for Western hands being bigger. Yeah. Because like, because our, our hands are bigger than, and those, those controllers are made for smaller Japanese hands and our <laughs> hands are bigger and everyone. And so they, they put out this giant controller for American hands and everyone's like, this is huge. Please, please stop it. <laughs> well, there, there is definitely a group of people that were like, this is awesome. I'm happy. This is a great size controller. I'm sure like with any <laughs> controller, I am sure there is someone who was like, Hey, this is great. Bring back the Duke. But I think so, Penny Arcade did it best with their comic where they're like, we've replaced the uh, the original Xbox controller with a 900 pound grizzly bear. Let's see if he notices. Yeah. Well, and the, the system was so massive, too. Like, it was the original Xbox was hilarious. Oh, God. I think the thing with the original Xbox that drove me the most crazy and I never really owned one. Mm -hmm. um, I'd played them a couple of times, either at friends sure. houses or just like. You know, you've been around. Yeah. A friend of mine actually has a modded Xbox. Oh, cool. Where he's got like a whole like he's got it. He's got it modded to like hold a bunch of like classic games on like an emulator. You know what? So you can play, I, I, like, you can play that... like 64 games on your Xbox. Yeah. There was a guy that I I knew in college that had had done something like that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was a long time ago, so it was a lesser version, I bet. But the that's cool. Yeah, so, like, I, I played a little bit there, but, like, the thing that always made me the most crazy about that, con like, everyone talks about the size of the controller, everyone talks about the, you know, the How early the... era of Xbox Live. Yeah. Went, like, before online gaming was really a thing, but they tried to push it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that, all of that, whatever, fine. The thing that always made me the most crazy about the original Xbox is the black and white buttons. Oh, yeah. Like the two random buttons that never did anything. Yep. Yep. Except for when they did. But then you couldn't you, know, you, you couldn't remember where because like you have ABXY <laughs> like your normal buttons and then your triggers and then black and white, which are next to ABXY, but not. And it's not like they're select and start because those are there, too. There's just like two buttons off to the side of the lettered buttons that have a completely different that have a completely different like code to them. And I just like any I never played the Xbox enough to learn where those buttons are and which one was which. And it just drove me nuts anytime I tried to play a, a, an Xbox game. Like anytime it's like press white to to like switch your weapon or something. I'm like, no, you're like, well, press what? <laughs> And like, it's that moment where like, it's that <laughs> old gamer moment, like, where it's like, I have to look down at the controller and spot the button. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, if you sure. have to look down at the controller and see where the button you're supposed to push is, you're not playing video games well. You're not having a good time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> It's funny when you when you say that because occasionally do you ever play a game and, and something goes wrong? And you're like, what happened? And you looked at the controller like, wait, did the controller <laughs> is it my fault or is it the controller's fault? Oh, yeah. You, you have this oh, yeah, moment of did they move the buttons? Did the buttons just move on my controller? <laughs> like, I do that. I find I find myself doing that a lot with the Switch Pro controller because the Switch <laughs> Pro controller is mostly fine. Yeah, but there are some inputs that are not what you might call intended. So I so that's the funny that you're saying that because that was part of the reason why I don't like playing the the games that we've played using the pro controller. It's so fun to use the original controllers is that the the pro sometimes just feels weird. It does. It is especially it's ostensibly it is ostensibly an Xbox One controller. Mhm. Like almost exactly. Yeah, it is. Um but the D-pad is Oof. the D-pad's a little weird. It uh it's pretty sensitive about its down inputs when you're oh playing. Oh my god, yeah, it really is. When you're playing uh when you're playing Super Mario Maker and a down input causes you to do a uh, a stomp <laughs> like a like a like stop your momentum mid-jump and stomp down to the lava. It's not great. <laughs> and I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to play you're not going to play Super Mario Maker with a joystick. Oh god, no. No, you need the D-pad. That's what it's built for. But like sometimes you're holding right and you're trying to make a jump and then it's like okay so well I, I bought the 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 new super mario brothers remake or whatever mm -hmm. on the switch because it was a, a really nice sale actually yeah and the, well this is when i was buying physical copies i guess but uh i bought this one physical let me rephrase that and i i was excited to play it and i started playing with the pro controller. I was like this sucks like i'm just not enjoying using the pro controller to play this game at all it it didn't feel it felt like I was suddenly horrendous at Mario games. And it was yeah. it was really weird because I mean I'm not great at Mario games. Like I'm not you know some expert or anything. But right, I, I was. But you've I been able on, to like, play the them without world. trouble. Yeah, like I've I've played and finished every Mario game that's ever come out. Right. So this and and I've actually played through the original version of this on the on the uh, the Wii U. Right. So it was it was just very strange um it, it and I, is... I thought it was me and then i was like oh wait yeah. maybe it's the controller maybe yeah. it's maybe i'm not suddenly <laughs> the worst player in mario ever it's a very 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 strange feeling um and i've i've had i've had feelings like that before too where it's like you go into a game that you've played before that you're familiar with that you've you've played you know if not dozens of times at least like you know <laughs> At least, at least one like, other time. <laughs> yeah, at least enough times where, like, you, you pick it up and, like, you feel like you're supposed to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, like it just doesn't, like, you're just not playing well. You're just dying to things that you don't usually die to. Things don't feel good. It's, like, it's almost like a weird, like, out-of-body experience. Yeah, it's like, where you start to I, wonder. What is what? happening to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have felt that like I, I felt that specifically with Mario, actually. Mm -hmm. Like oh, okay, I, going back to going back and playing like I think Mario three does it to me a lot because oh I played Mario, Mario 3, three a lot, but like yeah. Mario three doesn't feel like other Mario games. No, it doesn't. It has a lot of like really unique. Um, it's got a lot of like really unique tech and a lot of like 
the way the momentum works and just there's just some things in it that just set it apart and you feel like oh it's mario game but it and it is but it's not but it is right. and it just it really throws you sometimes you know what's funny is have you played mario 3 in the last few years at all yeah i i've i mean i think i last played it probably two years ago okay you know you know when you get to the the one of the the side-scrolling levels with all the the cannonballs and stuff yeah at the end of the game the airships yeah um i i played through mario 3 like january or february or something of this year and when i got to those levels like oh my god these are so hard (laughs) i i forgot like it was one of those moments where i just it's they're super difficult actually (laughs) and it was it made me just i don't know it was an exciting moment for me whereas as as opposed to it being a a negative experience it was more of just like a holy crap what a what a fantastic game that this is uh it's it's giving me challenge but it doesn't feel like it's my fault i mean it feels like it's my fault not the game's fault and that's yeah it's 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 challenging challenge. but not unfair yeah which nes games had a very difficult time with yeah for sure that's that like, little, i mean that's that's the nintendo magic i suppose right 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 for right. most of their most of their games throughout their life cycle they've had or their lifetime i mean they've had a a really nice balance of making a game feel good and not too easy not too hard all that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. if you think about zelda games none of them especially the ones after like link to the past on they're not particularly difficult but they still feel like they have enough of a challenge your first time through where it's not a you know you're not just walking through i think that's actually why the 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 the, the ds zelda games were not fun for me is that they mm. were so easy like there was yeah. no challenge at all in those you actually just walked through the dungeon with without ever fear of dying ever like i don't i don't think i even lost more than a few hearts while playing the whole game right like it's it's not they were they they didn't follow that that sort of flow of most other zelda games where right you you know you might even die at some point in a zelda game and that's no big deal right like it's expected it's not the end of the world to get a game over once yeah i mean you might that's just a thing it's just part of the game yeah what's the point of having what's the point of having checkpoints if you don't have to use them once in a while huh that sounds like a a game we played uh this week (laughs) it does a little bit what what is do you want to do you want to go into that yeah let's we can we can start that (laughs) all right that's you know i was gonna i was was gonna talk about battletoads but i think i'll save that well i'm still halfway through it so i think maybe it'll be better to wait until i have like the full uh the full thing okay the full experience because i'll probably play more of it like next week all right and then you know by the time we record the next podcast i'll actually be through the rest of it and i can give a more a more final um (laughs) sort of review of it but so far pleasantly surprised cool that's good and remember we just talked like last week or the week before about how like battletoads is actually not very good Mm -mm. no it's it's a it's an average game that has nostalgia associated with it it's it's a game that presents good ideas but then doesn't design around them well, yeah, well, the, actually, I, I shouldn't say it quite like that. The The first and second stage of the original Battletoads, I would say, is a good game. Then after that, they forgot that they were making yeah, that game. Yeah, <laughs> like they stopped doing the thing that was fun. And the the rest of the game is like precision platforming in a game that doesn't control tightly enough to make that fun. Yeah, no, no, not this not for game me. isn't like that. It surprised me in a lot of ways and does a good job of like 
adding new stuff, but also like calling back to old stuff. And I really, really appreciate the direction that it's taken. Cool. But I will, uh, I will hold off judgment because I still, I still have more to play and it's, it's been a ride, but I do, (laughs) I do, uh, I do recommend it. I, I, I actually recommend it. It's, uh, it's been fun. But anyway, um, <clears throat> checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Should we hear from our sponsors? <laughs> Let's take a word from our sponsors before we start talking about easily the weirdest game that we've played for the podcast so far. Action Man <laughs> Robot Attack. <laughs> so I, I've played this game before. Action Man Robot Attack for the Game Boy Advance. Tom... What are your thoughts? Just 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 spill out some initial like how did you feel about this game? I, I got to be honest. It was not my favorite game. <laughs> I don't imagine that it probably was. It was a uh, I mean even of what we've played. Of of the it's very simple to play like you don't have yes. to be good at the game to no, to, I think to play it. No, it's specifically meant to be uh very accessible. Yes. Um, the, it's not, it, it's pretty decent gameplay. Like it feels good to play. There's mm-hmm. no real problem there. There's, there's, there's non-existent story, but yep. they still managed, I think a little bit of racism. <laughs> yeah. It does seem that way. It does <laughs> feel that way. Yes. <laughs> Which whatever we can overlook that, but, uh, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of like a, it was a, it was a pretty okay action game, I guess. <laughs> Did it feel like a low-budget licensed game for the Game Boy Advance? Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's... The the thing that stood out the most was um, the awful looping music. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. The hour that I played it, I was like, I, mute, I actually... I, I This is the first time I've done this. I literally muted my sound. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I couldn't take it at the end of the game and was like, I'm done. <laughs> I got the sense of, uh, I, I got the sense that you were probably gonna, probably gonna be coming in hot on this one <laughs> when you popped in on me uh, streaming it and you were like, Hey, so I just finished the game and then it said there's like twice as many levels and I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, there's no way in hell was I playing through double the amount of action man robot attack. I actually just finished it this morning. Okay, um, so you did I, you did go through the levels. Yeah. You poor um, bastard. So here's the thing. So I played this for the first time. I was made aware of this game's existence <laughs> for the first time last year during the mystery tournament, which is just a blind racing tournament, and they're like they're basically like forty five minute matches. Sure. It's it's a head to head thing where it's like both of you play a game that you've never played before and the first one to hit this goal is the winner. Right. Um, in this game's case, the goal was beat the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Which you could do in about 45 minutes. Yep. Especially and if you're playing it in like a speed run context and you're, you know, just kind of pushing through stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say as, as much, <laughs> this is a game that I wouldn't have even bothered like a second look through, but I will course. say the, the, the motorcycle part was fun. Yeah, where you're where you're getting to the top of the motorcycle because you need cell phone reception. 
the the volcano or excuse yes. me the top of the you're getting to the top of the volcano <laughs> like the the mount a mountain is not extreme enough you have to you have to motorcycle up to the top of a volcano for cell phone reception that's, <laughs> which which that's actually which which actually made me smile I was like damn it i want to not like this but this is this is this is this is pretty adorable like this is not not adorable this is pretty hilarious so it's weird because i had a very different experience playing it through the second time than the first because the first time mm -hmm. i i'm essentially blind blind speed running it like essentially yeah and um let me tell you this game is a lot of fun to speed run <laughs> because of how because of how simple it like okay so basically like how would you how would you describe the gameplay of action man it's like it's contra ish Ooh, i mean contra ultra light yeah like, yeah i mean just in terms of like basic running gun oh sure yeah except that they don't actually give you guns until halfway through the game right it's it's exactly what you'd expect when you you get from you go from point a to point b you know mm -hmm. left to right mostly yep and sometimes you do go other directions but it doesn't matter that much it's it's, it's, it's a very mostly linear path. left to right but it may be like up left or, or it may be upright or or down right yeah i'd say if, so the stages that you play as action man are are pretty fun because you're just kind of going left to right punching things in the face and it's it's fast paced there's not you know there's i guess fun's not the right word exactly because there's not really any challenge it's no, sort of like really a isn't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the but the it wasn't bad. I don't know how to explain it. It's sort of like a game that you would play. That if you bought it, you may be annoyed. But if you were, let's say you're at like your cousin's house and you're a kid and they have it there and there's nothing else to do, you would play through the game and not think you wasted time. <laughs> yeah. So like here, here is my experience playing it in mystery tournament and being presented with a blind game where it's like, all right, it's like they can give you anything. They yes. can give you they can give you garbage from the Amiga or the Commodore 64. You could get some unlicensed NES game. Yeah, you could get some you can get some DOS freeware like they <laughs> will hand out <laughs> whatever and just right. and you're handed a game called Action Man Robot Attack spelled A-T-A-K for the Game Boy Attic. Advance. Would you say would is it fair to say that presented with a game called Action Man Robot Attack for the Game Boy Advance, this was slightly better than you might have expected it to be? Well, considering it could have been a game that doesn't control, like, so the game controls well. It's, yeah. It's, so like, yes, I would have been like, oh, okay, good, I can get through. Like in, yeah. in that sort of a setting, it's like, oh, thank God, I can get through this, no problem. It's it's not a it's not it's, a chore to play it. Um, it's but coming, not broken garbage. Right, yeah. So for me, it was more of a, oh, I'm excited to play the game this week, right? And so I, I play it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm excited for the wrong reasons, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the more I the more I saw, like, ridiculous stuff in, like, in the game, I was like, I can't wait to ask Tom about this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you get to punch a T-Rex. That was... Yeah, uh, that's kind of, that's a highlight. That's a, it's a weird level because they try to make it like a normal boss fight where there's state like a f phases to it and things. Mm -hmm. But it's and then he's trying to do attacks to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of his attacks, he just kind of jumps up and down. It's <laughs> I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. Um, All of his attack like that whole fight is weird. And just the fact that like, OK, so to bring it back to like playing it for mystery tournament, imagine 
imagine the experience that you would have. Because I imagine you at least, you know, I, I don't know if you want to even call them cutscenes necessarily, but imagine <laughs> the experience. I imagine you watched the cutscenes to try yeah. to get some semblance of a story out of it, sure, threadbare sure. as it is. Um, and so imagine skipping those. And then you just start a stage and you're a different person. And then you start a stage and you're on a, you're on a dirt bike and then you start a stage and then you're a gorilla. (laughs) Or you have like your little personal helicopter jetpack. My, my favorite, (laughs) the best, the best one was being a gorilla. Yeah. That That was my favorite. That was the highlight of of the game. That was the highlight of the game for me. Yeah. It was for me too. Cause I remember getting to that and being like, wait, what? Because in the in the main playthrough of the game, there's what 15, 16 stages. I think there's sixteen yes. stages. I want to. Yeah, I think sixteen. But most of those stages can be finished. Like you finish Maybe them 18. in like under two minutes. Yeah, it's a short game. It's they're, it's a very very it's short. It's a very game. short game. Very short levels. Some shorter than others. Some are like auto scrollers, basically. I, I, I don't know if it was a problem with my controller. I gotta say really quick that so one of the one of the levels you play as the the Native American named Red Wolf. Yeah, Red Wolf or something. Maybe it's not racist. Maybe it's not. It's racist isn't the right word. It's I, the I word. think it's it, they're they're taking a a very you know they're just painting with a <laughs> with a with a big brush of they're of, they're they're putting a caricature in the game and calling it representation. Yeah, yeah. That's that's essentially what it is. To be fair, they may not have been trying to call it representation anyways. It was probably just the whatever they were doing with their story. Like yeah. I don't think they I don't think they did it as a as a oh hey we have this person in this game it was more of a oh we 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 need this person to to solve to to probably give you know brilliant we need some we need someone who can use a uh, an aimable bow and arrow who, I who hated that put, part my who control, should we put in the was... game to to use a bow and arrow so the, those that section was super unfun when yeah. I had to aim the bow with the little eye thingies, because yeah, it's the worst part of the game, easily. Okay, because the bow would either go up or left, and then if you needed to do it at a diagonal, you had to just kind of go for it and then let let go of the button and hope it hit the eye. Oh, like yeah. it wouldn't aim for me right. I don't know. Yeah, that it was very weird. Was yeah, no, you should be able to like. There is actually a very smooth like aiming radius. That may have been like a that may have been oh, like a control. A that's weird what control I, thing I, for that's you. what I was going to ask you because I was pretty sure it was my controller because I couldn't I couldn't shoot di- I couldn't actually like hold diagonal and have the bow be diagonal. I think it's um, I'm trying to remember now. I just played it like a couple of hours ago. <laughs> I just finished it, but like, um, I think the way I think it works more like a more like like almost like moving hands on a clock. Yeah. Like, I think you hit like left or right to like, and like you hit up and then you hit like left or right to like sort of turn the radius one way or the other. Oh, I didn't actually try that. I just, I thought you could just hold it in the direction you wanted to shoot. No. Cause it's like, cause the, the GBA is like a directional. Yeah. But you could still hold left and up at the same time. It would know what diagonal is. Yeah. But like, it's actually like a 360 aiming radius. It's like analog. You don't mm. just aim on you don't aim on just like the straight uh, just the right. straight cardinal directions. Okay. It actually has a whole thing where you uh it actually has a whole thing where you can actually like move it as like, you know, 15 degrees or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. But I don't remember exactly how it's controlled. I just know that's how like that's how you're intended to do that. Okay. I'm kind of surprised you made it through without being able to do that actually. <laughs> it was it was complicated. <laughs> I it imagine was... so. <laughs> 
which probably would add to my frustration. That was that was when I so that levels when I was like, um, I am frustrated now because this doesn't seem to be working right. And I didn't, I didn't, I was pretty positive it was a controller issue, but I, I don't know, I didn't want to be bothered fixing it because it's it's Action Man. Yeah, I, like <laughs> you don't put that much effort into it. No. Like I, I played through and like my initial plan is like, I can be, I can go through this game in like an hour. Yeah. So I'll play, I'll play this just to, just to knock it out just so it's fresh. So I can talk about it on the podcast and then, uh, and then I'll switch over to uh, illusion of Gaia, which is our sort of longstanding request that will be our, it's our long play, if you will. Yeah. That will be, you know, I'm going to take probably a couple of weeks to finish it and then we'll do a podcast. Side whenever note. It is that I'm done with it. Super excited to talk about that game. <laughs> I am super excited to continue playing that game. That game's absurd. <laughs> I'm um, so happy you're playing it. Um. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so I played through it, and then I I didn't notice this because when I played it through for mystery tournament, like you beat it, and I'm like, I basically get the congratulations, you won. And then I stopped looking at it. I'm looking over at Discord and I'm like, hey. Hey, you won. To, you, you actually I, won. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, I won the race. That's cool. And then I just like closed the game. I didn't read the part where it's like, now try advanced mode with new enemy types in twice as many levels. And I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a game do that before. Because it's not, it isn't like Second Quest. It's not like Zelda Second Quest or, mm -hmm. or Master Quest or whatever. Where it's yeah, like, so wait, what what do you, what do you do then? It is twice as many levels, but half of them are just the levels you already played. So instead oh of sixteen levels, there's thirty two levels, and sixteen of the levels are the levels from the like standard playthrough, mm -hmm. and then like they've added well, essentially what they did is they added like a second version of each of those level uh, of each of those levels. So there is another dirt bike stage that like the road rash style ones. Yeah. Yep. There's a second surfing stage. There's a second gorilla stage. There's oh, a second nice. two gorilla stages. Yeah. There is a <laughs> second. Um, and, and they're, they're spaced out. You're not doing them like back to back or anything. Sure. It just like, it's kind of like it's almost it feels almost like you're playing the game's B-roll that it cut out. <laughs> but there but I was shocked because there are actually some things unique to that playthrough. Oh, there, that's what you said when I was I, when I was on stream for that one second. You said something about adding swimming. Yeah, there is a stage with a there is a stage with a swimming mechanic where you actually go underwater and you have an oxygen meter and there's oxygen pickups Whoa, and action. It's like man. an actual, it's like, it's like a real, uh, a whole element of the game. That's not there. It's a whole element to the game that is not there unless you play the advanced playthrough. It's like, like you get twice as many levels on hard. Most of them are just like, it's mo like, it's, almost across the board like almost every single stage is like okay this is this is an idea that we introduced to you once and here is like here is basically like the other half of that stage there's another there's another motorcycle stage for okay. instance is... so like all of those vehicles that you use like one time there's a second version of all of those stages uh do you remember that one you remember the like the the stoner looking blonde hair guy with the boomerang <laughs> uh yes <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> and how he has the double jump, but no one else has a double jump. Yeah. So his first stage is like on the beach for some reason. Right. There's just another beach stage. Okay. And they mostly work the same way. The, you know, the layout of stuff is different. Um, there is one major change oh. from ad- in advanced. What's that? And that is, you know, those bad like guy not get gigantic coins. Yes. That are yes. all throughout the stage. <laughs> uh, one of they, the three assets in the game. <laughs> yes. They become necessary. <laughs> you have to collect like. Oh, Jesus. You have to collect a certain amount of them to progress to the next stage. Oh, what a what a oh, what a horrible nightmare. Yeah, it was. It's not too bad. Um, no, no, I, no. I mostly, that's that's I mostly, horrible. I ran through the game and basically just picked up the coins that I saw, and <laughs> didn't like every time I, oh, but... I every time I reached the ending, it was like, okay, I have enough. What about the? They're not racing segments because you're not racing anything. But what about the? Yep. Like the like those segments would yep. be a freaking awful nightmare. Guess what's the one stage where I uh, I failed to get enough. Uh. Actually, the uh, so they they work through like a different. There's clearly a different percentage that you're intended to get. Like the the platforming stages, you have like your your margin for error is like you can miss like probably ten. Okay. Um. And most of them are just right along the path. So oh, yeah. I mean, are they in the same spot as the, I mean, for the yeah, stages that are the same? Yeah, they're not hidden or anything. Okay, so they're just right in the open. Well, because the first level is like, oh, look for the hidden passages. Yeah, they never use those again. Okay, that's what I thought, too. Like, they li- there's literally, like, there's signs in the first stage that say, look for hidden passages, and then there's coins and stuff in there. And aside from, like, a couple of spots where you have to, like, crouch and, like, crawl through. Yeah. Um, they There's basically no more versions of that. So, like, they're mostly just along the path. There might be a couple of... There's a couple where, like, you have to go up some, some like, higher platforms and, like, do some extra platforming to get a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But you can also just, like, skip most of those. Right, yep. So, basically, like, as long as you get the ones on the path, you're fine for the most part. But, yeah, the auto-scroller stages where you can just go past them and not get them. Uh, Yeah, you can miss enough to not clear the stage. But, like... <clears throat> on the on the first jet bike level i was really concerned about it because i missed like the first 10 <laughs> and it gives you the it gives you the tally of like how many you need to finish oh yeah it did that in the normal mode yeah oh not to finish but oh it, it, how many you got and how many you left behind yeah um it does actually give you the tally it, there's like a number up in the top right corner mm-hmm. um there's a number up in the top right corner and it actually counts down to zero Oh, so okay. you do actually know exactly how many you need before you finish. That's kind of nice then. So it's it's not it's not the worst, but yeah, the auto scroller stages where you can just miss them and you can't go back. Yeah, you can you can fail those. God and my. but like the the first jet bike stage or the dirt bike stage or whatever, um, I missed like forty. It's like and you passed <clears> it. Yeah, easy. Oh. Yeah, okay. I was like, I, I had it down to zero by like halfway through the stage. And it's like, congratulations, you cleared the stage. You gathered like 82 and you missed like 37 or something like that. <laughs> Did you go to the website to, to get the code? I I actually have the website up right now. Wait, it's um, still up? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, link it to me. It's just actionman.com. Yeah, but it's fine. I just, I don't feel it. Actionman.com. Whoops, that's not you. 
That would have been very strange if I just sent an unsolicited link to actionman.com to some random other friend. I'm sorry. Do you see Bobby Moore's photo? His head's almost backwards. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Action Man, actually. What is this trash? You know what this trash is? Is this like European G.I. Joe? That's exactly what it is. It's literally (laughs) the European compliment to G.I. Joe, because G.I. Joe is the real American hero, and they're like, wow, this is super good. But it doesn't play outside of the States, so let's basically just, like, adapt (laughs) these to, like, European (laughs) servicemen and call it Action Man. Because we can't sell like soldiers or like the e the like uh, the UK and EU have yeah. like different rules on what uh, on like sort of marketing war thing war and soldiers and violence like that kind of stuff to like European kids. So they can't yeah. they can't call. I'm not them laughing like, at that, by the way. Sorry. No, I, <laughs> I, I imagine you're just going through the website. Yes, yes. I just want to make clear that I'm not laughing at the, the idea that it's good to have different marketing regulations. Right, right, right. Anyway, so continue. like, yeah, that so like Europe has like much stricter rules on marketing, like <laughs> soldiers and war and stuff like that to kids. Sure. Yeah. And so that's why it's Action Man and not you know. Combat man, killer yeah. man. Soldier man. Soldier man. So, so these things date back to the 60s. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's like, it looks like it's from the 60s. Yep. <laughs> and like, they, and it is, base, Action Man basically is the, the European G.I. Joe compliment by Hasbro. <laughs> and he plays, he plays soccer. Or excuse me, football. That's action too. No, no, it is. But you need to look in the Discord or click the range and look at the photo of the sailor because it's freaking hilarious. Yeah, they're terrible looking figures. Like, why is why is the sailor his pose is doing a dance? Like he, <laughs> I'm so, he, I'm so he, happy he we went actually, to the website. He actually looks like he's he looks like he's like doing an actual dance. Like at like a sock hop with with like a ghost partner, invisible partner. Because like you see the one hand on the hip, and you can see the one hand like actually like held out. This is totally like grandparents dancing. Yes. Oh, Bobby Moore. Yep. I I don't know who Bobby Moore is. I I guess he's. So anyway, maybe maybe he's the hippie dude that's cleaned himself up. Maybe, maybe I don't know. So Action Man is like basically 1970s European G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, they and they've basically had a couple of revivals. And the revival that they had in 2000 is the one that spawned. It had like a two season TV show. Oh, wow. In 2000. And that's what basically spawned the bad CGI movie that spawned this game. And the CGI movie is actually called Action Man Robot Attack. Uh okay. Oh wow. That's that's you that was what it was called on store sh- I mean I guess that makes sense why else would they call the GBA game that? Yeah. It oh, is yeah, you're, it's I'm looking worth the... noting that this game because Action Man was a primarily European I, I think primarily UK um property. Sure. It did like it did actually reach the US like the the 2000 uh, like reboot Mm -hmm. series did actually hit the uh, 
It did actually come out in the U.S. Oh, wow. Um, it's it's really oh, interesting because I was I'm looking through like the history of it, mm-hmm. and it seems like they you know obviously they've gone through iterations, and then when you get to the '93 to 2006, which is the Hasbro Action Man yep. version of of Action Man, um, and that's the one that we played. The the you can really tell they were pushing for like like the 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 soldier like really looking at like oh let's make this dude uh an action hero yeah like yeah, yeah. the way that his hair looks and model and everything it's it's very much and he you know now he has a nemesis and all this kind of stuff which mm-hmm. the other ones were sort of just making different toys and and that were I mean yeah these this is obviously this game the series like these are all this is a toy this is a toy selling compliment and you yeah. can feel that in the game too mm-hmm. like Cause like you got all these different characters that you can use and they've all got different weapons. Action man gets his shuriken and Flint gets his boomerang and, and then they all get guns <laughs> yeah. and then, and then like uh, red wolf does surfing and, and Flint has the dirt bike and action man has the jetpack thing. Like you get to be a gorilla. Aggressively, <laughs> yeah. And then there's a gorilla who is just a gorilla. And a By the way, who's... did you did you love that cutscene as much as I did? Where you get to uh, you get to Doctor X, who is just Kano from Mortal Kombat. I was about to say he's Kano from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he is just aggressively like straight ripped <laughs> Kano yeah. from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's yeah, and he's like action like they're just standing next to each other in a room, and then like. Dr. X is like, like, not so fast, action man. Take this. And they just, like, cold cocks him and knocks him out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, punch, bam, done. <laughs> like, no traps, no, like, no weapons, no army surrounding him. They're just well, standing next to each other, and dude just knocks him out with one punch. They did not want to be bothered with that. It's like, what work. a hero. <laughs> Can I can I take some time to read you the synopsis of the Action Man 2000 TV series? Yeah, sure, please. uh, That, you know, eventually spawned this game. This wonderful, wonderful game. I'll read you the the basic um, the basic synopsis. And then I really want to read the season one synopsis because they're both like one paragraph. Yeah. But the season one synopsis definitely has some like bias. Like, it's definitely written by someone who didn't like the direction that the series went. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's hear it. So, okay. The 2000 Action Man series was produced by Mainframe Entertainment and Saban Entertainment. All right. So, you may know Saban Entertainment from Saban's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. Yep. Airing on YTV in Canada and Fox Kids Saturday in the United States. Oh. The slogan for the series... Action Man, the greatest hero of them all. (laughs) Alex Mann, Action Man's civilian identity. That's Alex Mann with two N's. M-A-N-N. Men. Action Man, also known as Alex Mann, (laughs) is an extreme sports athlete of Team Extreme. Oh. Yep. That's that's, that's, that's that's where the football came from. Extreme starting with a capital X. <laughs> that's that's why he's playing sports at least. Mm-hmm. Danger and adrenaline 
trigger hidden mental powers called amp. That's just that's it. Just amp. That's it's just, short. It's short amped? for advanced macro probability. Probability. Yes. Sure. It's it's amp factor. The amp factor. Yeah. Hidden mental powers called amp factor for advanced macro probability. Yeah, a result okay. of secret experiments by his former high school coach, Simon Gray. Uh, Alex is able to calculate all future possibilities, choosing the best course of action. So I think based... Action Man is a fever dream, and this boy needs counseling. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> but he's also just kind of gambit. I suppose. He's able to calculate all future possibilities and choose the best course of action. Or is that more domino? I feel like that's more domino. Oh, my God. Anyway, what? Action Man, Action Man, Desmond Grinder Sinclair, Agnes Fidget Wilson, and Ricky Singh Baines, none of whom appeared in that game. No. Must stop arch enemy Dr. X, a brilliant geneticist and bioengineer who stops at nothing to duplicate Amp Factor and rebuild Earth with the genetically enhanced Neo-Humanity. <laughs> How do you duplicate amp factor? <laughs> I just uh science. Yep, okay, okay, okay. Yep. Season 1. And this is this is where this this is where the uh the description starts going completely off the rails and I love this. I read through it just to like get a sense of like what even is this series supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm and I'm entirely unsurprised to hear that like in 2000 they went with the extreme sports thing. Because that was like such the late 90s thing is like, yeah, we're, we're surfing and snowboarding and dirt biking, <laughs> extreme X it's Games. Awesome. So season one, Dr. X captured and tested Alex Mann repeatedly. Oh. As well as his best friend, Brandon Kane. Dr. Oh. X added nanotech enhancements to Brandon, making him superior to Alex in battle and athletics. The culmination of the and athletics. Yes. The culmination of the experiments was to mind transfer Dr. X into Brandon's body to become a nanotech cyborg able to change his appearance and infect others. Sweet Jesus. Infect with what? I'm not sure. Well, but none infect of it makes others. any sense. Now, here we go. Here we go. Following the ninth episode. The series experiences a variety of changes to its structure. These include, but are not limited to, pre-episode previews to op to outline and possibly spoil the plot. <laughs> Simplified dialogue between characters. Oh, I'm sure it was so in-depth before. <laughs> immediate and often repeated explanations of details not immediately obvious upon viewing. Like moderate everything, to, <laughs> everything he just explained was already insane. Moderate <laughs> to significant use of stock footage. <laughs> Limited continuity between episodes and significant <laughs> plot holes and unexplained cancellation of plot devices. So prior to this, he thought that the stuff made sense. Yeah. Prior to this, it was a well-paced, well-designed series. Well-written. What the f but then after episode nine, oh, that's they take some when creative all the plot liberties. holes 
Oh, Jesus Christ. So what I so what I understand from this is essentially that Action Man is European G.I. Joe and Hasbro tried to make it a thing and it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's why this game was only actually released in Europe. Oh, my God. Like we we missed out on Action Man Robot Attack. I have to say, if it was released here, I would have probably missed out on it anyway. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's that's the joke. I know. I know. <laughs> but it's like, okay, so it's garbage. This game is garbage. Like this game is bargain bin. You know, it would have been two. For you might have bought it. Trash. I was about to say you you might buy this game for like you know five dollars if it was a, if for yeah. a GBA if you were yeah, if you this... were just hungering for something stupid. And the the box art is so like off oh, the God. walls that like you might it might be one of those things where it's like this was at a garage sale and like it looked silly. And yeah, it is okay. silly. Like, and Gra- it, like it's a garage sale game. That's 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 yeah. a that's a nice, that's a nice way that's to put it. That's the proper place for it. Yeah, but you, like you, you you wouldn't even buy this actually at at the store for five dollars. You'd buy it at a garage sale for like you know cheaper than that or or maybe she's going to give you a discount if you buy two things or something <laughs> this game is at a garage sale with a with a circular pink sticker on it that says 50 cents <laughs> yeah, then, then it's a no-brainer in like written in like ballpoint pen <laughs> like that's oh. that's what like, that's where you get this game but apparently only in the uk <laughs> like will, it, but despite all of this I actually like I actually kind of think it's fun. <laughs> and I think that my I think that my opinion on it is colored by um playing it like my first experience with it being like a blind speed run. So like as a game where you just run from left to right as fast as you can and you can kind of just like I don't know if you really did this but like you start the first couple of stages uh, especially the action man stages where you have um you just like you just punch. You don't have really a weapon until like most of the way through the stage, and then you get like uh, shurikens. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but like you, you can, can charge just, them up too. That's kind of neat. You could, yeah. That was that was not bad. Um, but you can like run and punch. Yeah. And it doesn't slow you down at all. So like literally, my first experience with the first stage of this game being like, here's a bunch of robots, run and punch. And you could just like mostly going. blow by all of them because you know what? Like I made the checkpoint joke before the, before the ad and never really explained it. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So like we were talking about how this game is easy and this game is kind of like, it's clearly for kids. Yes. Like it's clearly obviously like Contra for babies. <laughs> right. And like that is, that is, obvious because you have a lot of life there are not a lot of like you have a lot of life before you actually like before you actually lose a life uh there are some instant death pits in the game Mm -hmm. but they hand out lives really really uh liberally what happens if you get rid of if all of your lives is there like a you just continue from the beginning of the stage oh okay yeah it's not a it's not a harsh penalty at all um I wasn't but sure because there's no saving. That's all. Yeah. But checkpoints. Checkpoints. There are how many how many checkpoints would you say that you hit in a level that takes about two minutes to run through? Uh, at least ten. 
I would say it's probably closer to 20. Yeah, it's 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 an enormous number of checkpoints. It is like almost it is like no no joke probably every 5 seconds. Yeah, that's I it. sent you <laughs> I sent you a picture earlier today as I was going through the last couple of stages. Uh and this mind you, this is a Game Boy Advance game. So imagine the size of a GBA screen and how much fits on that screen on just a one single screen. And like literally two checkpoint flags like on the same screen like with nothing but flat ground like i ran through and like there wasn't even an enemy between them it's just checkpoint flag and then three steps and then checkpoint flag and it's like why 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 not it's like you play dark souls and sometimes there's bonfires that are close together but like usually that's like that's because of like loading yeah because like if you if you like teleport to that bonfire it knows what assets you want to load in sure and it'll load the stuff before that or the stuff after that based on like which way they think you're going mm-hmm. and that's why there's like two bonfires that are like super close together even though it doesn't seem like they're useful because there's no- nothing really between them this isn't that no this, this is, is somebody just like, using the doodad control too much by accident <laughs> it's like they made a level and then they they took the person responsible for adding checkpoints and health pickups and coins. And he came in and he salt bayed all of those (laughs) assets all over the level. Yep. And didn't care where they fell. (laughs) Just like sprinkle that all on there. It like, it's so like, there are some also like, I I'll give them somewhat of a pass because there, it has sort of like, I don't want to say like Sonic like Sonic the Hedgehog like design, but there are some stages where there's like an upper path and a lower path. Yeah. And poor Sonic. Yeah. Well, I just in just in terms of like there's multiple paths. Yeah. Like you can go the the upper path or the lower path. And they've got different stuff on them. So there are some where like the checkpoint is in the same place, but on like a different Y plane. Like, you know, there's a checkpoint in the same place on the upper path than it is on the lower path. And if you drop down looking for stuff, then you'll be like, oh, here's another checkpoint in the same place. <laughs> that I did not do. So that's actually interesting. <laughs> I so there's like more that. checkpoints than you even hit on a on an average run through the game. <laughs> um, it's like impossible to actually see all the checkpoints. <laughs> it's like, honestly, I think you probably miss a good portion of them, even with as many of them as you hit. But oh it's like, God. it is really like, it is like, fight five enemies checkpoint jump over two pits checkpoint like literally run in a straight line checkpoint (laughs) and i don't know if you noticed uh the stages i wouldn't say they get hard but uh there are some some of the later stages in like the in like the lab area yeah like you can lose a couple lives in there oh yeah for sure and especially because some of the jumps might be awkward where you have to you have Mm -hmm. to press up to hold on to something and one time There's it the, didn't register that I pressed up, so yeah, I fell. Yeah, it does drop pit. input sometimes. Um, the the green robots. Yeah. Um, the green robots are weird in that you can't actually kill them; they just sort of kamikaze towards you. And, it's very enjoyable. And if they hit you with their self destruct, they do like half your life bar. Yeah. And sometimes there's like two on screen, so you're like, no. That hurts. <laughs> and like. It's weird because they have a timer above them that counts down 
and they'll just explode wherever they are when that counts down when that right. when that ticks down to zero and you can by shooting them you can stop them from advancing but the explosion radius is so wide that like if they're on screen with you the explosion will probably hit you <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's, but it's did you did you huge. know i learned from that that not only are there checkpoints everywhere but enemies that you run into after the checkpoint do not respawn if you die and respawn at the checkpoint. Really? Yeah. So, like, I ran into a couple of areas like that towards the end of a stage, and it was, like, checkpoint, and then there's a bunch of robots in there, and, yeah. I, and I lost a life. But the like I took out some of oh, the uh, yeah. some of the regular robots and then the the green uh, self-destruct robots like actually took me out before I got to the next checkpoint. Mm -hmm. And then I respawn at the previous checkpoint and everyone's gone. Huh. And it's just a straight line run to the next checkpoint. I, I did not know that. So literally like as if it wasn't easy enough, if you fail to get to the next checkpoint, they just clear it out. If the enemies actually take you out, it's like, that's cool. You you went through them once. Like, you tried hard enough. They won't come back. It's like, they'll they'll respawn if you didn't kill oh, them. Hell. But if they died, like the, the green ones that like self-destruct, they don't respawn yeah. ever. I guess that's true. I didn't think about it. You just like, you, you like, they'll, they'll kill you. And then you run through a suspiciously empty, empty yeah. like corridor. And it's like, huh, where did everyone go? And I realized that after like the second or third times, like they didn't respawn. I took out the regular enemies and then the, and then the self-destruct ones killed me and then everyone was gone. And I just ran peacefully to the end of the stage. I, I wonder if that was on purpose or, or if it was just like a, like I an feel, accident of programming. I feel like most of what happens in this game is actually on purpose. And that's why I don't think <laughs> okay. it's a, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I think it is just a game designed for children. Yeah. And, and I, cause it feels like a lot of what they do in the game is intended. The, the checkpoint design feels intended so that people don't, so that kids don't get frustrated and, and quit because it's too hard. There's health drops everywhere. They're, they give and the you health, lives. It's all not over like a place. partial health. It's it's your whole thing. Mm -hmm. the, it's your whole life bar. The um, well, there's there's two. There's uh, there's small health drops which recover like half. Oh really? I actually didn't yeah. even realize that. You, like because you, you don't even really like you can basically just hold right and occasionally jump and bait and beat this game for the most part. <laughs> yeah, like, true. And like even if you dan like I damage boosted through uh, just to bring it back to like speed running it for the first time i got like halfway through the first stage and it's like all right so these things don't hurt that that bad and there's a lot of health drops so let's see if i can just like run not and kill not stuff. stop and just punch because punching doesn't slow you down so just run and punch and take damage where we take damage and just see how it goes and i beat almost every stage like that like without dying <laughs> just like hit just take all of the damage and then pick up the health pickup and then get checkpoints. And like, usually the health pickup shows up when you're at about 25%. If you're just running through, not even trying to avoid damage. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, that's so silly. It's silly, but like, 
again, I don't feel like that's a mistake. I feel like that is like that's on purpose. We're trying to sell these toys to seven year olds, give them a game that feels like a cool action game that they can play. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know. It's like the Sesame Street of Contra. <laughs> that that's that's exactly what this is. And like if, if it's the for, Sesame Street of Contra. In that, I appreciate it. I I I I think it is a I think it is a not good game, but a not bad game, and a game where like you can kind of get you can kind of get a chuckle at the B movie plot. <laughs> Plot is thin. It's it's like three sentences. Yeah, it really is. And I don't, I don't even mean that as a joke. <laughs> I'm being serious. There's it's maybe maybe ten sentences. There is yeah, and and one of them is one of them is literally the like if you had any doubt that it was a Saturday morning cartoon. The end scene, you mean? Yeah. Next yeah. time, action man. Next time. <laughs> it, we should it's... we should find the movie. Oh man, I don't know. I've seen some clips from it. It's it's rough, man. Okay, okay. Maybe I just need to see a clip or two then, because it's it's it has to just be so silly. It's well, it's that it's that really 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 low budget like CG three D animation. Oh no. Yeah, it, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> oh no. And I mean, again, two thousand four. So. Yeah, it's so like it's reboot. not even like modern cheap 3D animation. It's like it's like old, the cheap, cheap. It's not even like the, the charm of reboot where it was, you know, the like one of the first shows to really do right, that 3D. Right. And they actually reboot got better. Over oh, yeah. Time. I liked reboot. Like, that was a fun show. Yeah. Reboot's great. <laughs> yeah. Watch reboot. Don't play this game. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> I like I, I can't in. Well, I mean, OK, I basically <laughs> recommended this game to you. And I, I feel yeah, but you did like... it to me for a for you did it to me just for the the pleasure of being able to chat about it. Yes, and I, it's a little in, different. In that in that sense, I feel like it has been successful. Yeah, um, I, I this is not something where I'd be like, hey, this is a this is a genre defining hidden gem. No, it is just no. a bad game that's better than you would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 a that's about what this is. Like I, I would I would be I would I would for sure I would actually tell somebody to play um vice project doom if they wanted to play like a a 90s uh nes kind of action game yeah because it's it's still pretty fun but this this i would have a, i would recommend this to somebody again only if it was like the the sticker with the 50 cents at a garage sale mm -hmm. kind of thing no i i don't think that i would like i don't think that i would hard recommend this to anybody it's <laughs> just because it really is just like you pick it up and you look at it and you're like, that's that's probably a four out of ten game. <laughs> yeah. A three with, out of ten game. Like, based around how how people think about what what a ten scale system means. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like you, you pick it up, you look at it, it's okay, let's let's mark down the checklist. It's a GBA game. Mm -hmm. So it's handheld, so it's cheap. It's licensed. It's licensed based on a like a, a low budget bad property <laughs> right like it's not it's not like a it's not like a nickelodeon game because those games are like occasionally competent mm -hmm. well and and they're because they've they got money a... behind them right yeah but like this is like a this is a c-tier licensed property that has a handheld game 
based on a bad CGI movie, based on a failed reboot of a 1960s toy line. Like, it has all of the makings of, like, one of the worst games you could possibly imagine. And it's decent. Oh, yeah, it's way better than it's way better than the worst game you could imagine. It is it is downright decent. It is shockingly decent. It is. Yeah, it's downright decent. And that was like that was my experience with playing it. And that's kind of why I wanted you to play it is because like I wanted you to go in and be like, okay, what is this garbage? And be like, oh, it's garbage. But it's like, (laughs) did you play Undertale? Yeah. You know, Braddy and Caddy, and you go through the dialogue, and they're talking about how they're selling you stuff from the garbage, but then they're oh, like, yeah. oh, but it's like really good garbage. <laughs> right, yeah. That's that is that's what I think of when I think of this game. <laughs> it's like really good garbage. <laughs> like, it's still it's a garbage. Very fair assessment. It still belongs in the, it still belongs in the bargain bin, if not the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. But like. Don't throw it out. You would keep it. Yeah, I would keep it. I, I totally would. Um, especially now, because, like, I, I, I think I have a lot of, like, weird nostalgia or, or just, like, good memory. Not nostalgia, really, because I played it for the first time last fall. Right. It's so not it's not like it's ago. from my childhood. No, But no. it is, like, one of the first games that I ran, like, competitively. It was oh. it was my first game in Mystery Tournament. And okay, well, was, that makes a big difference, I feel like. I was prepared for, like a really weird, bad garbage game. And I got this game that was like pleasantly surprising. And it kept making me laugh because the genre of the game kept changing. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we got, you know, we've got a, we've got a side scrolling, like beat em up. Cause you mostly just punch through the first couple of stages, but then there's like punch. You get that. You get some, now we got throwing weapons and, and now there's this like, there's this like auto scroller, like vehicular combat stage. And now we're flying and now we're a gorilla and now we have guns. And then, (laughs) and then like the second to last stage is what the whole game should have been. They like the, one of the, one of the most mind blowing things to me is how they keep introducing new gameplay mechanics that actually kind of make the game better. But yeah. they introduce them like way late in the game and use them once. Yeah. Like the second to last stage where you have the ability to hot swap between your characters. Yeah, that's so cool. To like solve different puzzles. Okay, maybe it's like, not that it's not it's not worthy of that much excitement. But it no, was it's cool. It like, was cool. Because your three characters are distinctly different and they feel kind of the same up to that point. But it's like, okay, Action Man has the gun. And like Red Wolf has the aiming mechanic, even though you've never actually figured out the aiming mechanic, but like it's yeah, there. Yeah, didn't work right. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and then Flint has the double jump. So it's like you switch to him for, you switch to him for platforming, but he doesn't have a weapon. So you have to switch to the well, other characters cool for the weapons. And then like Red Wolf has the aiming mechanic. So you have to use him to solve like a couple of, a couple of puzzles and like hit these targets and then, like, Action Man is your your combat guy, but he doesn't have as good of uh, platforming abilities. And it's like, okay, so, like, all here we are in stage 15 of 16, and they've decided, they've decided to just casually add Trine to the game. Yeah, Do you, you ever play Trine? I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, I mean, basically, like, you switch between, between three characters that all have different powers, and they all 
like sort of complement each other and work together. Yeah, the first game I think of that did that that I played as a kid was Three Vikings. Or oh, yeah, Lost, me, Lost Vikings. Vikings. Incidentally, another game that I played for the first time in Mystery Tournament. That game's great. Yeah, I got eliminated on that game. <laughs> it's a hard game, though. It is. It was it, like I had a really hard time figuring out what it wanted from me at one point. I would not but... like that game as a mystery. Tr- as, as like a trying to speed run it the first time. Yeah, that yeah, would be was, hard. It was, that would not be was, fun to me. Yeah, it was difficult. It's it's much more punishing than this. Oh, game yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Because you get sent all the way back to the beginning and have to do all these puzzles over again. Oh, no, that's but not a game. It's that... definitely interesting. It's a game that would it's it's it was it would be a game that would be worth looking at again someday, I think, to actually play it for real. I haven't played it in a very long time. Yeah, it's it's still good. But like you can de- you definitely feel the uh, you, you definitely feel its, its age. Yeah. Old Blizzard back before you were what you are. Yeah. <laughs> back in the days of Blackthorn. Yeah. <sighs> so I think that's I think that's action man. Yeah, I don't I can't imagine anything else we could possibly say about it. Like I'm not gonna lie, we talked about it longer than I thought we would. <laughs> we talked about it longer than the game is to play. <laughs> yeah, oh, I do wanna like um No, I guess I already talked about the advanced mode and how it introduces swimming. It, there oh, yeah, is we, like, we talked about that, yeah. There is a new um so I, I remember I told you like they have like a different theme or concept for each stage mm-hmm. and advanced mode is basically adding a second level of all of those themes. Yes. Um, one of them actually is the, uh, there's a second level of, um, using all three characters at the same time. Oh, which again, I can't believe they waited until the end of the game to do that because I think if they'd made the entire game, just that, where you have all three characters with different powers and you just swap between them like that could have been the whole game. And I think it would be a better game. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that would be a better game. Cause that was actually like, I remember getting to that point and being like, what we can use all three of them. And that's when you realize that they actually have like different abilities that complement each other. And like, it actually is really kind of cool. So they use it. It would have been too hard for them. Cause that's, that would be designing yeah a real game then yeah because that last those last <laughs> couple of stages are actually well designed mm-hmm. like around each of those characters you actually have to like you actually have to swap between them fairly regularly and mm-hmm. there's like a decent rhythm to it where it's like all right you go through a little bit as this character and then there's something where you obviously have to use this character to solve this problem like there's a gap that's too wide to get across without the double jump or there's a thing you have to aim at with the bow and arrow and all that stuff. Yeah. But so the uh, the the second to last stage before the, the final boss fight, if you want to call it a boss fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is actually another stage where you use all three, but they introduce teleporters. Oh. And the teleport like it's basically just like the, you know, the old game design of like go into a random door and see where it leads. Yes, yeah. And see if it's see if this one is the right way. You know, the door maze. Yeah, we experienced that in uh, Ed, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure. The, oh, like, yeah, yeah, the final yeah, yeah. boss there had that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they introduced that as a new uh, as a new game design mechanic in the oh. in the actual last like real stage of the game. That's, that's wild. It is thankfully not too uh, it's thankfully not too complicated. But 
there's mostly like there's one room towards the end of the stage and there's like you teleport into a room with four teleporters (laughs) and it's like and they're all just right next to each other it's like all right let's just see where (laughs) they all go and like one of them sends you back to where you were so that one's like okay not that one and then another one sends you into a room that has like a key card door that you can't open and it's like okay not that one (laughs) and then another one just has like a one up and a power up in it and then the other one has the key card so like they clearly did not want anyone to be confused like just go into all of them and then just go back to the place with the key card and you're done (laughs) just yeah right exactly but like it it still is crazy to me that they basically locked out like animations like character animations and entire mechanics out of the first entire playthrough of the game. Like, can you imagine if, like... Can you imagine if, like, the original Legend of Zelda made you wait until second quest to get, like, the bow and arrow? No. Like, that's kind of... That's almost what it feels like. And just, like, gating off content until, until like, the second... The well, second maybe, half of the game, basically. Uh, maybe... Maybe it was all supposed to be part of it, but someone was like, it's too hard or it's going to be too time consuming, or maybe it just wasn't. It, it feels know. like B-roll. Did I say yeah. that already? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, like it, feel, it really does feel like they cut this stuff out. They made all these levels, and then they cut a bunch of them out, and then they were like, okay, the game's too short, so let's just like, let's just edit it down to this, and then we'll give them the advanced playthrough as like bonus footage. Yeah, I agree. Now, now you I get to watch it with. It now you get to play it with the deleted scenes, <laughs> which is kind of cool. That's kind of a neat. That's a that's a that's a nice way of thinking about it, as opposed to just being bad like design. Yeah. It's it's definitely bizarre. It like and it's and it's strange because like a lot of it is kind of just tacked on, where it's like okay, they already did this, but now the platforms are in a different position. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, where, where it's, it's not really different, but it's it you're yeah. doing it again. But there is like. There are giant, well-modeled crocodiles in the swimming stage, and wow. like, that's what I'm saying. I wonder why they didn't have that in the real game. It's kind and of and one of the one of the volcano climbing stages <clears throat> has like a huge Komodo dragon. Whoa! Like there's, and in the in the water stage, there's a whole like elaborate, probably like fifty frames of animation. Fifty is probably too much, but like an. Un- <laughs> There's like a lot of frames of animation on this like elaborate swan dive animation for when you dive into the water. Like That's effort cool. effort is put into this game in weird places. Yeah, maybe they I don't know if if I I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's that's actually That's not a bad summary. <laughs> it's I'm I'm glad that you played it. Either. I'm glad that we got to talk about it. I know that it's bad, but it, it holds a special place in my heart just for being like a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I, I It's not like I, I'm mad about <laughs> playing it or anything. You might it have been was, mad uh, if you had to play it through on advanced. But like, oh, no, I, I would not have. I wouldn't have done it. Truthfully, yeah. I would. That would not have happened. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have been I either would have pretended like I did and just watched the video or <laughs> no, fair, I'm just yeah. kidding. I would have just told you. No, I didn't do it. Yeah, that's which is what you did say. You were like, yeah, you can do that. And I'm like, okay, yep. yep. And I didn't like I didn't mind it. It's just it really is just padding. It just pads out the game, basically. 
Yeah, it's too bad they didn't throw one swimming level in the normal routing of things. I am really surprised they, yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised that that just, that there was a couple of mechanics, like entire gameplay mechanics that just did not show up. Maybe it was an accident. Like, honest to God, maybe it was truly an accident that they it, forgot to add the swimming stage. It could have been. I don't know. And they're like, oh, who cares? Just ship it. Yeah. I, I, the I don't imagine. people that buy this. Buy I don't it. imagine they had a lot of time. Like, no. this is a licensed game. It was like, no, no, you no, know, no, no. make sure it works. Ship it. Yeah. And for that, it's not add a gorilla. And add a gorilla. <laughs> I love that scene where, like, like all of the plot points are so just off the wall. It's just like, cause there's a whole thing where like action man finds Dr. X and Dr. X just like knocks him out in one punch. And then the gorilla has to like, has like a premonition <laughs> that action man is going to be in trouble after, after he freed him from the cage. So he just does like his donkey Kong level where he like swings on the vines and punches people out. Yeah. Cause and then he just shows do. up back in the lab and just knocks out like just runs up behind dr x and just knocks him out and then action man stands up and is like thanks big buddy and then they just run in separate directions off the screen and that's the <laughs> only that's the only thing that's addressed it is never discussed at all no which is not surprising and then and then we get the the big plot twist as uh as action man is untying his friends and the scientist and the scientist is like, I was captured and forced to make a gas that would turn humans into slaves. <laughs> yeah, that's and, it. And action man's like, don't worry about that. We got it. <laughs> and then, and then you continue shooting things. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's the game. That's action man. Robot that's attack. Action man. Robot attack. Attack. Action, attack, robot man. Attack man, robot action. Ooh, that might be best. That's actually not bad. Yeah, like, or what if it's man attack, robot action? Ooh, <laughs> no, wait, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I want to play that one next, because that sounds silly. Oh, um, man. What are we playing next? So we, we have Operation Logic Bomb as, mm. as, a, as a suggestion. Does that sound good to you? I could play that. Yeah, I mean, me I too. did actually play that a little. I played like maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, actually exactly 30 minutes of that. Um, oh, it was on your stream, right? Where you yeah, do like the, the suggestion the, and stuff. Yeah, the request stream. It's, the request, uh, yeah. That's an interesting one. So that, I'm good that, that sounds that. fun to me. Let's So Operation Logic Bomb it is. All right. So, so until next time. Yeah, look forward to that next week. And then uh, Illusion of Gaia is still happening on my channel. I didn't actually, I didn't actually shill. So... Uh, Oh yeah, you should no no hold on. If if you're listening and you've gotten this far into this whole thing, you absolutely need to watch Dean play Illusion of Gaia because I've I've played it and I was I forgotten some of the dialogue bits and while you were going through it, I was I honestly God was laughing out loud uh, at the where where you first meet the princess. That whole segment I remembered it being My stupid, God. but I couldn't remember how bad it was and how insane it was, and I was laughing. That she was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> She's just in your house. And but the like, dialogue, it couldn't be like, worse. Hey, like, everything that she does is the absolute worst thing that you could do. She's the worst. <laughs> she's just in your house, and you walk in, and you're like, hey, who are you, and what are you doing in my house? And, <laughs> and she's the, like, your grandma has a shitty singing voice. Like, yeah. okay, thanks. No, no, the best part, though, is you look you're, really you're talking shabby. to her. Your house is small. 
And then she's casually like, do you have a piano? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like you've been in my entire house. You know I don't have a piano. That's just passive There's aggressive. There's two rooms, and you just came from the upstairs one. <laughs> That's when he's like, well, my grandma sings nicely. He's like, yeah, they're singing so loudly right now. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I think maybe in the translation, like, it's intended to be like, oh, they're, you know. Their their voices are so loud and ex- they're exuberant. They're so no, no, happy. It's, they're it's, singing. It's but I believe she, it's totally translation issues. But it, the way that they translate it, it just yeah, makes her sound it like makes an her absolute sound bee. like she's like oh they're so noisy. Like God, so loud. <laughs> I just love I love the I love when you take video games to the to the logical conclusion of what's actually happening there. Where yeah. where like the person busts into your house and they just wants to know if you have a piano. Like what was if you did have a piano. What was going to happen next? I don't understand. So she's in your house and you walk into the house and there's a pig rummaging rummaging through your your The pig is causing, oh, totally. He's just ruining your house. Yeah. And then you go upstairs to to find out what's going on. And the pig walks over to you and shoves you out of the way of the book of the, of the staircase. And then this girl comes downstairs and is like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I'm like, so no, what are, no, wait, that's not how this works. Well, and this why is, is your grandma house. and grandpa? They're just chill. They don't care. It's like, Hey, <laughs> could you, could you get your, could you get your pig to maybe stop ruining my, my, my living room? And she's maybe. like, your, Oh, this maybe. is your house. I assumed it like, I assumed it was a barn. It's so small. Yeah, like maybe grandma's voice really is loud. And they actually didn't hear the pig destroying the downstairs. And she, and then she's like, "Oh, you're the, you're the, uh, you're Will, huh? You're shabbier than I thought you'd be." And <laughs> Which doesn't next, make any like, sense. In the next, why does she know who you are anyway? In the next fifteen minutes, like you're called shabby like five times. <laughs> and, and then she, and then she's like, "By the way, your grandparents are loud. Do you have a piano?" And then, and then a couple moments later, you're eating dinner. She gets kidnapped and is gone. And your grandpa's like, "Hey, oh yeah, I did a bad thing. I created a place where people are tortured and killed." Yep. But enough of that. I'm hungry. Yep. <laughs> it's absolutely. Sometimes you, you I feel bad about designing the inescapable prison for political prisoners. <laughs> also, what's, for what's dinner? dinner? <laughs> so what I'm trying to enough say is that serious talk. You should. You should absolutely watch the video if you missed that first episode of illusion of gaia's or the vod on twitch you probably i actually i don't know how long that lasts but god i, I it's only it's only like two weeks but man, I that's could, almost worthy of a recording that, that was that it. moment was so funny you should i think you should download that and just throw it on youtube because i this i might this do game, that i might i might highlight that whole opening sequence because that, that was a lot of fun the the whole game though let me just tell you I, well i'm not gonna say anything i can't wait for you to play more is all i'm gonna say i'm gonna play more that's gonna be at twitch.tv slash time wanderer mm. um if you would uh, if you would like to see more of really all of the games that we talk about on this podcast, yeah, every every game are, yep yep exactly i, I stream on that channel before we uh, before we record the podcast so if you want the visual element of some of the things we're talking about uh that's where you can go to see that Otherwise, uh, we'll see you next week. For Operation Logic Bomb. Operation Logic Bomb.